What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 146. I'm already smiling because before we even started, Dan and I were just going off about this Avengers nonsense, which we'll maybe try to recapitalize on later. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth talking about. But anyway, it's going to be a great show regardless. We got a lot to talk about this week. And in the house, as always, although he's delayed to 2069, apparently, this week. Yep. Mr. Dan Rodriguez, what's going on? That's my next show. That's assuming I'm alive in 48 years. Uh, and that would make me, under. I'm going to take the way under. <laughs> that would be like 103 years old or so. So, <laughs> no, I, that's not going to happen. I don't think that math checks out, but I'll, I'll still take the. the well, under. I mean, 45. What is it? 48 years? Is that right? So, what is that? 45 and 48 is definitely not 100 and whatever you just said, but that's. I said 103. <laughs> what the hell is the math? That's 148. I think what? it's 93. It's 93, both. 93. No, yeah. it's not. Is it? God damn it. This thing sucks. 4 plus 4 is 8. The other two numbers. You hear that? Can you guys hear that? No, we're, we're, we're good. We're off and running. Um, you'll be old. You'll be real old. Anyway. Yeah, yeah no, I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> there is zero chance I make it to that glorious year. I'll be lucky to make it to the 2030. That's at this rate. So come on now, come that's on. That's what now. I'm shooting for. You gotta, you listen. You gotta set your goals really low, people. I, mean, I don't know why everybody's got these grand expectations. It's like, listen, I've had a really good life. I've done everything I wanted to do. I played Cyberpunk, which was one of the big, you know. I mean, at least that one nailed all expectations for you. Yeah, that nailed everything. So you know, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really nothing. I mean, Elder Scrolls Seven might be out by then. So the six might be out by then. We'll see. Anyway, let's get moving on. Joining <laughs> us this week, our guest, uh, you know him as a seasoned gaming senior contributor, Mister Agitated Stove himself, Steve Esposito. What's happening? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Yeah, we got to do this more often. So actually, for everyone listening uh, later or watching live with us, what's going on, Chad? Good to see everyone. Um, yeah, we're going to get more of the season gaming contributors with us more often. So expect to see Steve with some sort of regularity, get Carl on here, a few others that uh, whoever wants to join, of course. Um, but always a good time when the crew gets together. So, uh, Steve, I was thinking that, uh, you know, you've you've been on with us a couple times before. Uh, we did the award show, obviously. Um, but... I just want to uh, talk about your quick gaming history anyway and your, uh, you know, go through your your favorite kind of platform and or franchise. So hit us with it, man. All right. So uh, I started getting into gaming when I was like a kid, you know, like everyone else does. You know, you get introduced <laughs> to it. Uh, for me, it was my uncle and my father. They both bought Sega Genesis. Nice. And, uh, you know, after having Nintendo and it just took off from there. Uh I had pretty much any system I could get my hands on. Uh, if I found something in like my house that we didn't use, I would try to sell it so I can get like a video game. Uh, <laughs> like, We've all been there, I think. Yeah. yeah, you know, like all this shit that my dad had. I'm like, ah, he doesn't need it. He won't miss it. And he never did. So it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I played a lot of games. Uh, some of my favorite franchises and consoles. Uh, the Sega Dreamcast is probably one of my favorites. Uh, Sega Genesis, of course, that's what's got me started. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I haven't owned a system that I didn't like. Okay. So, like, but probably the most played Xbox 360. Once I'm, I'm looking back on that, I'm like, that was probably, uh, you know, I had the most fun on that one. The GameCube was great. I had a lot of friends go over for that one because no online play. You kind of had to play. Couch yeah. Co-op. Yeah. Well, it had so, a handle on the back. You know, you could take it with you. 
Yeah, you know. <laughs> like that. Well, like once the Xbox started doing the online, and yeah. I was playing Halo, which is still, oh yeah, like, I'm fiending to play Halo Infinite. Like, just I can't wait for it. I really can't. No, I'm not. Um, and uh, some of my favorite series has always been Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, um, that that was definitely one of my favorites as a kid. Uh, not so much these days. Um, <laughs> And then, like Halo, still sticks around. Uh, you know, I'm a big Destiny two guy. So okay. those and World of Warcraft, of course. So those those are my top favorite franchises okay. out there. How many hours you got in World of Warcraft nowadays? All the time. I am I'm at least a thousand. Okay. Between all my characters, at least I haven't done like a play, like backslash played on my characters because I just don't want to see that number. Uh, <laughs> my wife saw that I had one character for like four years of total playtime. She's like, no, you can't play this anymore. <laughs> nice. That's awesome, man. So, uh, yeah. So very cool. Always good to have a second Halo guy. I, I make sure to keep the panel stacked with Halo people. Uh, of course. Much to, much to Dan's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It happens. Yeah. Guys, so we uh, we want to touch on the Snyder Cut real quick. You guys watch it? I know everyone's talking about it. I got like halfway through it. Okay, yeah, I'm only like 45 minutes in. Um, I only I didn't have much time yet, so I'm gonna sit down and watch it. Oh, maybe tomorrow. Like I understand that a lot of people care about DC characters, and I do too. I love comic books, and I love all these characters. And Batman's so familiar, uh, and Superman. Uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Superman. Uh, but why does everyone love him? Like in that universe, Superman? like the guy was, he, yeah, he was around for two movies. He caused a whole bunch of damage. Everyone's like, he's dead. Superman died. Like that's so sad. It's like he blew up like half of Metropolis in his fight <laughs> with the other guy. Like, and all of a sudden, everyone's sad. Like I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I think that's the problem I have with Justice League. It's just like you're just gonna toss that in our face. And just be like, oh yeah, here's all these characters, and we're gonna we need four hours to explain everything. And I feel like if you can't set up your characters in like a really good way, and you need four hours, that you're telling a bad story. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying almost that their setup of the characters uh, <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired in that universe. Um, like you could have done a whole movie on Cyborg. Like a whole movie about how it is to to struggle being this this new person, but they they tried to funnel it in into this movie and do it really fast. Yeah, and yeah, that's, I think that's what they were trying to do. I mean, they because he wasn't hardly in the original cut. Yeah, all of his stuff was like cut. That was yeah. A big so this was I mean, it was it was like kind of his movie a little bit, but you know, it was also everybody else's movie. So I don't know. They were originally going to do a movie. Here's the thing, you know, Zack Snyder is like the Chris Christopher Nolan of directors. Oh, Actually, they're both. I don't directors. want to have to mute you, right? Don't hold on. Just give me a second, for God's sakes. The pretentiousness of the four-three aspect ratio. Oh yeah, it drives me that's crazy. Fair. I'll let you go. Like, they, like they, no, that's like Nolan-esque. You know, like that's that's something that he would do because he'd be like, I'm Christopher Nolan. I'm Zack Snyder, so I'm going to do this in four three. Like everything else, I didn't care. You know, it was just like, yeah, okay, this is fine. It's basically a longer version of the Justice League. Fine, you know, new stuff, cool. Why four three? You know, yeah, I, I don't understand that. I have zero monitors, TVs of anything in my house 
that can you know that will nobody, do that nobody natively. Does nobody does. Right? You gotta well, take your sense. 1993 Dell laptop. Yeah, <laughs> I do have my Sony Vega sitting in storage over there. I should pull that out. Like, I think that's it was the way shot in, in regular, <laughs> the regular whatever they shoot it in, and then he just decided that oh, we're gonna go four three because it's, it's, you know because it's stupid. Everybody is vertical, right? You know, most people are vertical in the movie. You know, except for when Superman flies, then he's horizontal. But for the most part, we wanted to take advantage of the verticality of these people. Like, like who? What does that even mean, right? Like, okay, unless people worm their way through life, you know, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You're an idiot, Snyder. It's, I mean, I just don't say it. You, I mean, just stop being so damn pretentious. All these people. It, like, it's just so mean. you can. It's just so you can watch it on Instagram. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I have the same problem with people that take upright photos, you know, or your shit like that. Like, I, I don't know when that changed. Well, no, when like you're you're taking like a picture, you know, this is how you take the picture, not like this. All right, this is dumb. This is this is new school. This is this is sorry, millennial kind of shit. I don't know where this happened. All right, but this <laughs> is how pictures were taken for years and years and years, and then this came along, and now we're watching videos like this. I'm like, this is really stupid. You know, give me some letterbox something. This is it, that's that's an old man, Dan. Coming out a little bit. I was gonna say we got crazy. into the rant section real early in this. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Just I mean, take a normal video, people. I mean, for God's sakes. It's, All it's right. infuriating. Yeah. All right. So I, I brought up the Snyder cut and we got into that. So um <laughs> Chris Nolan's the best director, by the way. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and move into the actual gaming news before I talk about Tom Hardy as well. Um huh. <laughs> He's on my list. Anyway, uh, so we've list? got <laughs> we've got a list of people that I cannot stand because Stop it. Stop they can't it. talk. Or like, seriously, have you watched a Tom Hardy movie where you like actually understood every word he said? No. Yeah. Very because he barely talked. Yeah that, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Like the one they knew they, they went in there and he's like, okay, listen, we have to give him as few lines as possible. And that's it. Because he sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth all the time. Uh, right? I'm sorry, viewers. I did this. I started it. I'm just I did saying. I shouldn't have. Saying. All right. Anyway, that's Tom Hardy. We'll do that. Yeah, that's a whole show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. So we've got a bunch of uh, game updates and delays, delays, delays uh, to talk about. So let's touch on some of these. Um, <clears throat> so first, the big one, uh, as we're talking about superheroes, anyone who expected to play Gotham Knights this year, as it was originally announced, uh, is not going to anymore. So Gotham Knights has been officially delayed to 2022. Um and that, of course, brings up the question of Suicide Squad, Rocksteady's game, which they said was still a ways out because I think they originally said that was 2022 to begin with. So who knows where that is nowadays. But, uh, yeah, this is another major delay. I still don't think, you know, we've been talking about it. I don't think this is going to be the last of them. We're going to continue to see delays. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if it's worth caring about delays anymore because they're so common now. Um, I don't even really take release dates seriously until we're like a month or two out. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Gotham Knights? I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to do it, honestly. Look at like the next month of releases, you know, unless it's something really critical. But I just, I, I saw it when it came out. I remember I was out east. I was in the Hamptons when it came up, and I was like, yeah, damn, I'm missing this whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, then, and then I instantly forgot about it, like a week later. 
<laughs> and then they're like, oh, it, it's getting moved. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was this year? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, like two or three years away. Yeah, I, I could have sworn it was much further down the line, but like... Suicide Squad was. When they announced that yeah. in 2020, they said 2022. I, um, I just, you know, because I, I know they're all games as a service titles. Like, that's just what WB's chasing right now. So I think they're kind of looking at what other other titles are doing and they're gonna go no we're not we're not doing that like they saw what happened with avengers they saw what happened with pretty much everything that's not destiny 2 <laughs> and they're like <laughs> we can't we can't do that uh we, we can't have a failing game they saw anthem and said you know we can't do the thing where they release a game and for the first year it's just it's totally broken and then yeah. like, you give it the year and they're like oh, okay you know everything's better come back to us and they know they can't do that so yeah, that's fair. I, I think I think it was a smart move to delay it. I had no idea what this game's really gonna feel like, but you know, we'll see what happens with it. I, I got really no other thoughts than that. Yeah, I think I saw somebody tweet out. You know, is it is it more the pandemic or is it more the cyberpunk <laughs> effect? Like where you release the game <laughs> and that, that somebody tweeted that. I was like, you know what? That's not a really far off notion because. You kind of see what happens in not just that game with Anthem and stuff like that, like you said, Steve. It, it's it, it's you want to release it to and and be half-assed and you know slightly broken and you know, or just delay it because everybody else is delaying it now. Now you've got precedent. You know, it's not like you're 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 anybody. You know, you're like the first person to delay a game during the pandemic. No, it's it's you the know. standard now. Yeah, it's it, yeah, yeah. You're pretty much yeah. Just at this point, don't say anything. Maybe, you know, or just, you know, I don't know. Just, hey, we got this game coming sometime. You know, do all Corey Barlog on it and it'll be done when it's done. That's, I think that's, you know, I mean, that's what we're all talking about, Uh, Matt. Good to see everyone in chat, by the way. What's going on, everyone? I really wish they wouldn't announce games until six months before launch. I pay no mind until launch is imminent. That's kind of the thing. Like, wait till you have something meaningful to show us and don't announce a date until you're, you're, really close to being locked in which is late in the cycle i get it but if your game's good and it's you know it it looks good plays good it doesn't matter if you don't announce the release date until a month or two out yeah but people are still gonna buy it yeah but how are you gonna pad those pre-order numbers yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) nowadays what you don't do release a demo that's kind of half-assed with a shaky cam Hey, hey, that. hey. <laughs> you know, I listened to the episode where you were you were dashing out writers. I got some choice words for you. Listen, I'm glad I, I, I got invited. I've been one. playing a lot of it lately. That has been like it's been Bat and Prey and Marvel Avengers. Like the games oh, that nobody else plays. Prey. Right? We're gonna talk about Prey. Yeah. So I'm, I mean I'm all I've, over. I'm, I they've done some really good improvements in a very, very short period of time on a demo. Yes. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, wow, this is actually not bad. You know, I want to be able to. Now it's, you know, the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass is, you know, I know we're talking about it later, but that, you know, I don't know what it is. It's still almost the same game, but it's just like, hey, I'm not paying for it. So this is, makes it that much better <laughs> because free is awesome. So, so you so, just said free. We're going to touch on that in a bit here, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Other way, Vogel, good to see you, brother. I love Dan's rants. He does make great points and I agree. Vogel, don't encourage him. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> Sark's in the house. Four ninety nine super chat. Thank you, brother. First world problems of four dot three almost had me skip it. Yeah, it is. Especially like if you, you know, I've got a pretty big theater right. set up, and it's like you sit there and you just, you know, it feels like I'm trying to go back twenty years. 
Love the shirt, Dan. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sark. Appreciate it, brother. Um, the hell were we talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think um, delays are so common. Games are so complicated. We're seeing so many games launches, buggy messes, which we seemingly always talk about. And Cyberpunk, I think you're right, Dan, saying the Cyberpunk effect. It sounds kind of funny, but it absolutely has had an impact yeah. on other developers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hell, the the market evaluation of CD Projekt Red was affected by a lot of money due to the release of Cyberpunk and, and the negativity around it. So you can damn well be sure that other executives at other companies are looking at that and going, we're not letting that happen to us. Um, because you're talking about a lot of money. Um, and when it affects those people in charge and their pocketbooks, then they start to care. But it also makes, it also makes, you know, and I know we'll talk about this, but Game Pass a little bit more enticing for those kind of third-party devs, I think. And, and yeah, I was just talking about delays. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. But I mean, like if you're, if you're going in there and it's like, well, maybe I can release kind of a half-assed game on this service, maybe, you know, instead of, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like it doesn't have to be, perfect because you know i mean at least there you know whatever you want to do i, I don't know man it's 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 fine just i just we're going to get to a point where it's like i mean we saw what happens in april and may we're going to be flooded with stuff yeah so mm-hmm. assuming that none of that gets pushed back but even if it does there's so much there well that, half of those know, games have already been delayed yeah Returnal yeah. was delayed death loop was delayed right um ratchet was originally supposed June. to be first quarter that's june now yeah i mean yeah, yeah, it's it's just gonna we're gonna get to a point where it's just not gonna matter, you know. We're, we're gonna have so much, and there's gonna be so much, you know, content out there that delays are just gonna, you know. I'm like, there oh, now. Yeah, delays I mean, don't yeah. bother me even a little bit. It's just like whatever. I got plenty to play. No, yeah, yeah. There's plenty to play, man. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, balance out my uh, my backlog, so it's kind of <laughs> like I, I knew it. I called it. I'm like, you know, this year's gonna be a backlog year. I'm gonna. Yeah really be able to put some time to some titles I would love to give more love to. Um, but the, the big thing was like, yeah, these are all games that were, that were delayed. So what's going to happen in 2022 now? Like, what about those games? Like, yeah. th- we're not going to see anything. And especially with next gen, a lot of people bought next gen systems to play these next gen games. And usually yep. it takes what, like a year and a half before we start getting like yeah. a nice slew of titles. So now we have these next gen systems we're probably not going to see that big expansive library boom that we usually get for at least like, I'm going to say like maybe another year and a half. Yeah. Like we do have the, some of the PS five exclusives coming out and some of the Xbox stuff coming out. And I think that's really where Microsoft's really going to take off because they're showing like their hand. And then one day we're going to just log on and it's going to be like, here's all your games. Cause they bought 23 studios. So. <laughs> That's what Dan and I keep talking about is there's good, that time will come where it's just like, here's this and this and this and this and this. And actually, you know, we're kind of, we're, I keep saying we're going to talk about this. So yeah, we're, it's starting to head that way already. Um, so just a couple other updates before we get firmly get onto the whole game pass conversation we want to tackle is uh, dying light Two. We got an update this week and that right at the end, they still show 2021. Um, it was. I don't know if you guys. Did you guys watch that little two-minute trailer they put up of it? They basically spent like a minute reading what would equate to like mean tweets about the game being delayed <laughs> um, and joking that. about it, but then just saying, "Look, we want this game to be, you know, everything you want it to be, and we want it to be." Um, but if, right at the end, they did show 2021. So we'll see if they didn't give a date, but we'll see. Um, the other big thing that's been, excuse me, been talked about, especially among. Um, 
among some people in the know, if you will, is that Starfield is expected to release this year. It's one of those two big titles that Xbox hasn't shown, but is planning to release this year, of course, barring any further delays. Um, so the the interesting thing here I was thinking about is, uh, you know, if Starfield and we know that PlayStation already showed uh, Horizon Forbidden West and God of War were supposed to all release this year, which I know we've talked about a few times. Um, well, I don't know what the odds of the over and under are that all three of those major titles released this year, but I, I don't see any chance in hell of that happening. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what you would do. Like, there's you would have zero time to do anything. Then you have Halo coming out. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 and I, it's, I'm it's, already going to have zero time to do anything. Right. I mean, it's insane <laughs> to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm all for it, you know, but the I'm, only I'm, nice thing, I mean, I mean, Horizon's a huge game. If, if Forbidden West is like the first right. one, right? It's an open world game. God of War is probably the smallest of the games we're talking about, right? It's more of a singular kind of semi open experience. Still a long game. Um, if again, if it's similar to the first one, but yeah, if Starfield is truly like an Elder Scrolls slash Fallout game, but sci-fi, um, I mean, we know how much time people put into those games. It's endless. Mm -hmm. so. I, I think, yeah, I, I think if that game specifically Starfield coming from that Bethesda studio, we probably would have seen something of it by now besides a screenshot. Like, I Le feel like you mean the, uh, Anything anything yeah yeah well um, what's being said right is that's their summer show blockbuster so it goes back yeah. to do they wait to show it three four or five months before release but i don't know it's all speculation yeah. right now yeah I, I just i don't see anything this major this big hitting this year and also kind of like i mean I, I don't know what production schedules look like nowadays with the covid situation yeah so like and I, I know that like some teams kind of stack up on each other. Like once a game is done or again to the edge, like the guys at the start are already pre-production, you know, kind of getting that whole ball rolling. So like God of War, I think it's possible. I think it's because it's that smaller scale type of game and Sony's making that effort to present smaller experiences at a cheaper cost. Like we had Miles Morales come like out. Miles Morales approach. Yeah. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know much about Returnal, but I feel like that's going to be a game where it's going to be more about like just doing similar things over and over again because it has that, uh, I don't know, that roguelike yeah. situation to it. Yeah, they said so, that. Yeah. So I, I feel like with Sony's new approach, God of War could possibly hit this year, but Forbidden West, not at all. I don't okay. think so. So you're you're betting against Forbidden West. <laughs> I'm betting against Forbidden West. I'm, I can see God of War happening. Yeah. The other exactly. big one we have, too, is Battlefield 6, which uh, I think it was Jeff Grubb said uh, is supposed to be shown at a May event uh, by EA. That's the current plan anyway. And remember that they took Criterion off of Need for Speed uh, for the rest of this year to help DICE finish Battlefield 6 because they want it to release this year. And in my head, I adore Battlefield. I've had hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of fun with friends in Battlefield over the years. Um, but if there's one game I don't want to see rushed at launch, it's Battlefield. Because those games rarely launch well. They're full of bugs, menu issues, server problems. Like, please, you know, if it's not ready, please don't release it. Uh, yeah, you know it's going to be a shit show with those guys. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, you see these, like, little things from EA, like, yeah, we're just going to kind of let you do your thing. You, you know, you know they're going to be able to, like, 
keep their damn hands out of that cookie jar. They, you know, they want the money. So, I, yeah, I don't trust any Battlefield game that ever releases anymore. Hopefully, we get it. And hopefully, it'll be, you know, before Halo. So, I can play a little bit. Actually, it doesn't really matter to me. That's the only multiplayer game I ever play, really. If, if I go in and play multiplayer. Halo? Yeah, I'm with you. No. Not even close. It's <laughs> Battlefield. But just don't screw it up. You know, for God's <laughs> sakes. I mean, you, you, I've always said this. You know, you see all these other studios and you've seen yourself, your very own studio and the mistakes it's made. But nobody ever seems to learn yeah, about, I know. you know, from the mistakes. I just I don't understand that whole thing. But whatever. Money, man. Money. It's that fiscal. Those yeah. fiscal releases have to hit. I just, I also just don't get how you've been a studio for so long and you've worked with the same engine for so long and you still mess it up. <laughs> Especially like <laughs> UI bugs, right? And yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like you, yeah. you've made countless games on this thing, on the, on this broken ass engine, and you still use it. Like you'd figure after like the first three games, you'd be like, nah, you know, let's let's switch like Unreal. No. Like they gotta use the same one. I mean, no, it's better this time, and it never is. It never yeah. is. Yeah, I need that gold-plated Bugatti. We're using the damn you know, engine. Nope, that's how it is, man. At least I feel like they've been talking about Elder Scrolls Six since I was thirteen years old. <laughs> and little known fact, Elo is actually sixty-four. So yeah, it's been a while. Uh, Matt said, uh, far more excited for Starfield than Elder Scrolls or Fallout. I love space games, and my mind goes wild thinking of Bethesda making one. That's the thing, right? It's like we know the potential that could be there, given the team, given the what they've done in those other spaces. So sci-fi mixed with Elder Scrolls really has me pumped too. Um, I'm just a little nervous, you know. Fallout 76, and you know, the the, the last few releases have made me a little nervous, but I'm pretty confident that this is going to be a solid one. Are we sure that, that that this is what type of game it is? Like, is it is it is it Elder Scrolls in space, or is it a single player game? Maybe, or is it? I've never heard any specifics. Well, they all they said, which I think people kind of took the next logical step, is that this is the next big new IP from the team that brought you Elder uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. They always say Skyrim because Skyrim obviously has sold millions right. of copies. Um, so people are assuming, including myself, that yeah. because this is Todd Howard's team, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, that this is a single-player sci-fi RPG. What if they took it in a whole different direction? They you certainly could. It, you know? They certainly That's could. That. We have no freaking clue. You know, I, I, Either way, I'm going to play the damn thing. So it doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah, It, it just better be good. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> you know, you made us wait this long. You right. teased us for so long, and you know, if you're a studio and made like known for making that type of game, yeah, I, that's what I'm gonna expect. Like, Machine Games makes their type of games. Arcane makes their style of games. They all have that thing. So, if they kind of break away from that, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Dan. I'll play it yeah. if it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's it. they want anyway, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Tillman. Same, same conversation. How many people actually play on all ecosystems continuously? Um, because yeah, I mean, I have them all, and I, I never turn on my Switch. Uh, I turned on my PS5 the other day just to make sure it still works. Uh, huh. It does, so that's good. Um, <laughs> and you know, but you know, in the coming months, right, when we get Returnal and Deathloop and Ratchet, basically month after month after month, you know, I'll be on my PS5 continuously, and my Xbox will go quiet for a while. But you're right; it's it's almost impossible to play games across all four continuously. There's just too much. 
Yeah, mine's usually like a wave. Like yeah, I'll go in exactly. waves. You know, I'll be playing something on the PS5 for a long time, and then I'll jump over to, you know, like Division Two. Then I don't know. It all depends on the day. I usually yeah. just you know I sit down in the morning. I grab a couple controllers, put them next to me, and whatever strikes, you know, whatever <laughs> strikes. That's what I, you blindfold that's yourself. That's what I think of play. Like, ah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Matt's right. Yeah. Battlefield Four was a disaster for about a year. I think people forget that because everyone looks back on Battlefield yeah. Four saying that's you know the best Battlefield. Many people, I think, believe that, which I'd probably agree. Battlefield Four was incredible, um, but its launch was an absolute disaster. I mean, you basically couldn't even play it with friends half the time. Um, Hassan, what's up, man? Faz in the house. Wilmy in the house. What's going on, brother? Hassan said, yeah, Todd Howard mentioned in an interview it's a single-player game. Yeah, I, I think we know that aspect, but I think I think Dan's point, Dan, was that we don't know if it's the same kind of open-world, free-form RPG versus, say, like a narrative-driven adventure right. game or something like that. It could be a different kind of format. So... Mm. <laughs> says, me except my switch it cries sometimes at night i can hear it from my living room <laughs> monster hunter is coming baby monster oh hunter. don't see elu posted oh. earlier in the chat about monster hunter rise i was trying not to bring it up because it's it's not worth talking about but if you want Anthem, to game every single week we can't we can't bring up the, you know one of the greatest Capcom. Oh. Whoa! Yeah, you know, Monster Hunter is fantastic. I, I agree with Dan on this one. Oh, I, I gotta say Monster Hunter was good. I I, wrong Monster guy. Hunter Same. World specifically. Yes. World was really good. If you played the other ones, the other ones were horseshit. They, they were really rough. <laughs> were, especially if you if you compare them to what they did with World. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah, I mean it, you, it's insane. Imagine walking into your bathroom and you had to experience a loading screen. That's what Monster Hunters, like the old ones, were like. Mm. Now it's just it's a smooth experience. If they can bring that over to Switch, that'd be great. My only problem is that the graphics just look really washed out and Switch-like, and that doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> yeah, that's but it's problem. got but it's yeah. got an awesome theme, and that's yeah. what I hate about it. I would skip it otherwise, but it's on the fence for me. Uh, so two things. Yeah, I think people forget. Well, first of all, Steve, I don't think you realize what the pain you've just caused me over probably the next <laughs> week or two by by doubling down on Monster Hunter World. So I'll deal with that offline uh, with everyone who's now going to ping me. Uh, but no, about the Switch, I think people often forget, really, that, you know, think of the evolution of the Xbox One slash PS4 to the Pro and X and now to the Series X PS5. And we often talk about going back to the Xbox One launch box as like a joke. You know what I mean? It's like, God, that's ancient now. It didn't run games well. They were 900p, blah, 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 right? The Switch is not even as powerful as a base Xbox One. It's it's yeah. lower than that. So the fact that we're that's what we joke about with like the Switch Pro is like a big game like Monster Hunter Rise, which no matter my feelings on it, it's a huge game, right? It's going to sell tons of copies. Um they kind of have to go with that kind of off art style because you, you they don't have another option. Yeah. And the hardware is not there. And it's the Switch is such a big contender in Japan and Capcom's Ever, like well, everywhere. Backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everywhere truly, yeah. But like like Monster Hunter specifically, that game is huge in Japan to a point where I think Monster Hunter World didn't release in certain places on Xbox because the audience just wasn't there. So if you wanted to team up with other people from around the world, you had to play it on PlayStation. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So a friend of mine who he bought the Monster Hunter PlayStation 4, which is it's glorious oh, yeah. looking. But he told me, he's like, you, you don't buy an Xbox because you'll only be able to play with like a very small group of people mm -hmm. because just Xbox wasn't popular. But now that's growing, too. So 
it makes sense to release it on Switch because that's where we're going to have the biggest impact for that title. Yeah. But I just don't know why they wouldn't even consider a Xbox or a PlayStation port. Like they got a PC port coming out next year. Okay. But besides that, I don't know why they Maybe it's cuz Nintendo's online infrastructure is so solid. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, aren't they aren't, isn't Monster Hunter the first game that they're introducing whatever new oh, no. online crap they You're have? right. Oh. Yes, the new, yeah. the new back end for the Switch. This is the first major game releasing on. You're yeah. absolutely right. I forgot that, Dan. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's going to go over smooth as butter. I can't uh, wait. It'll be perfect. Yep. I, I remember when last year when Animal Crossing came out, and I'm playing with my wife uh, and a good friend of mine, Brian McGinnis, he, a uh, comedian friend of mine. He, <laughs> we're on the phone talking, and we have like 10 people with us in this room. And when someone leaves, you have to watch a cutscene of people leaving your island. And he's like, Do I seriously have to sit here for 30 minutes watching people leave this goddamn island? (laughs) And I'm like, Yeah, that's Nintendo for you. (laughs) He's like, I can't even log out of the game. I can't even stop playing just because like the infrastructure. So Nintendo has such an archaic way. Like, I feel like they make something really good, but because it's really good, they're going to make you suffer. Oh Fine, you want this game? Cool, but you're gonna, it's gonna suck. By the way, uh, Faz is uh is standing up. Ban Monster Hunter and SG. We're all for it. That's that's yeah. If we need to put the yeah, hammer you down, you are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Hamad, what's going on, man? New face. Appreciate you coming by. I hope Starfield is a sp- space exploration game. Yeah, I, we don't know. I guess hopefully we see in the rumor June, right? Um, so yeah, we'll see. Cool. Um, chat, thanks, man. Thanks for everyone coming by. Appreciate you. Love seeing new people swing by. Let's jump over to uh, let's jump over to the Game Pass discussion that we kind of touched on earlier with Outriders and some other things. Um, so yeah, we we talked last week around the rumor. Remember, they were teasing that Outriders was coming to Game Pass. Well, right at the beginning of this week, they they finalized it that this is happening. So it's launching day and date in Game Pass. Um, we also saw uh, a bunch of other stuff coming. Game Pass has been absolute fire lately. I mean, it's just crushing it, um, including which was uh, most interesting Octopath Traveler, which, uh, you know, Switch exclusive previously pretty popular game, I'd say, among the, the crowd that loves those kind of Japanese RPGs um, and, and without any notice. I mean, Octopath Traveler wasn't even in a conversation for anyone going anywhere else i don't not that i'm aware of anyway um and i'd like to say i look at this shit all day every day <laughs> so um it's got it just kind of was like oh here's more games coming to game pass and everyone's like wait octopath traveler where'd that come from um so pretty cool a- along with a bunch of other games right uh, I, i'm not even going to mention them all um we're also um xbox has already said you know more to come uh they're already teasing more big games coming the prevailing rumor from a few people who have leaked things successfully, not all these stupid rumors we see a hundred times a day, but actual a couple people that have leaked things uh, accurately many times over have said that yes, persona five and some of those Atlas titles are coming to game pass too. Uh, those deals are wrapped up. You should expect to see them soon. Um, and next, I don't know what day of the week it is, but next week, Twitch is teaming up with Xbox for a uh, ID at Xbox showcase, many of which those games are going to launch on Game Pass 2, including games like uh, Stalker 2 is a big one, um, The Ascent, Second Extinction, a, a bunch more games. I think they said there, oh, there's over 100 games currently um, 
pre-production in uh, ID at Xbox. And I think they're talking about like 40 of them next week or something. Um, so, I mean, it's just, you know, I could keep going here, but it's, it's just a absolutely tremendous time for game pass. And I think the conversation now is, uh, you know, outriders being, I believe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first full price major release that's launching for full price on PC and PlayStation, but launching in game pass $60. Um, for what? For the, Outriders? Yes. Because we've seen other games launch in Game Pass, but typically they're smaller, right? They're $20 releases, $30 releases. I was trying to think if there had been a $60 full retail release launch day and date in Game Pass to date, and I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. So chat, or you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Outriders is starting that precedent, which, as I said many times, is coming. It's it's going to continue to ramp up. I, yeah. I th- yeah, I think this is the first one. I th- and I think it's the perfect like the perfect test to give. Uh because you already have this amazing relationship between Square Enix and Xbox, which I have no idea how that came about. Like Phil must have really sweet talked his way into that one. But the Outriders piece? Not just just Square Enix's relationship. Oh with, yeah, with Xbox. because like it they, was they've been sour there for a long time and now yeah. it suddenly has shifted. Yeah. And now, like Square is like, all right, here's all of our games except Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, here's, <laughs> here's all of them. Yeah. And like, and to see Outriders, like, yeah, I know a lot of people aren't big on it, but for a game that's kind of very lukewarm reception wise, to give it away for free to people, and to kind of, it, it's 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 definitely that area of it's like, let's see how this goes, and if there is a really good reception behind it. Um, we'll probably see more just from square. Yeah. And I, you know, one thing I want to touch on real quick and I've got some, I took a picture of game pass statistics because I didn't have them on my computer. Um, now this is funny because I was talking to people the other day about this and I noticed you just said it, Steve and Dan said it just about 10 minutes ago as you both said the word free. Um, and I think it's really interesting that many of us, myself included, continue to say I'm getting the game for free when obviously we're not we're paying for a service, but it's a, it's a mental thing, right? It's a mental thing. Like when a movie I wanted to see is suddenly on Netflix or prime or Hulu, whatever it is. Right. It's like, Oh, now I can watch it for free. Well, it's not free. I'm paying for it, but it, it adds to that mentality for consumers that you're getting more for your, you know, you are getting more for your money, but you're getting something that almost feels like you shouldn't be, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, Oh, I was going to pre-order outriders, but now I can just, now I can just play it in day one and not even pre-order it, um, even though I'm obviously paying for Game Pass. It's interesting. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, exactly what you said. I, I I just think with specifically Outriders as this being that first one, I, I think it's going to open the doorway to a lot of other stuff. For yeah, this is only the beginning. Yeah. Like, this is this is the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. This is, no doubt. Uh, no. I, I end with crossplay, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be able to play with people no matter what I'm on. Yeah, it's really yeah. I mean, they're doing they're doing good work over there. Um, wanted to pull this up. Uh, I'm not gonna pronounce that properly. I'm gonna say Dotun Olusi. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm sure. First time sending a message, but I watch you guys a lot, and your show is so great. It deserves a bigger audience from uh, Nigeria, man. Thanks so much for reaching out. Uh, awesome. Appreciate yeah. Appreciate the compliment. Appreciate the. Uh, the message there so thank you and uh great to have you listening um i i do mention sometimes rarely 
But uh, yeah, when I look at like the podcast statistics for people who listen and tune in, uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, there's I think I counted it up for the people who visited Season Gaming last year, and it was like 180 some countries, um, which like doesn't even make sense in my mind, you know. But it's fantastic to think that there's people out there checking us out from all over the world. So thank you for that. Um, Pompa, I know you said Gears. Yeah, obviously that's a big AAA release that was in Game Pass Day One, but that's first party. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're thinking more about third party $60 or $70 releases. But anyway, yeah, Dan, a, what do you got on this, man? I know we took, I mean, we talk about Game Pass a lot. Uh, it's yeah. hard not to, given it feels like every couple of weeks now there's something else to talk about. Yeah, um, days at this point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox has no chill lately, man. It's like, <laughs> I'm trying to work and they're just like, oh, here's this and here's this and here's this and here's this. And I'm like, God damn, guys, calm down. Yeah, this is this is the kind of stuff I've been waiting for, you know. It, not not to say that my my purchases and stuff haven't been justified, but this is the kind of stuff I want to see going forward. This is one of those, to me, this is kind of one of those buffer games where you've got your first party games coming out every few months. This is in between there somewhere, drop a third party full game release, and it's on you know the service that you're paying for. This this is the kind of stuff I want to start seeing. So yeah. I was super excited about this because I had yeah. this is like one of the few games I didn't pre-order. Um, I don't believe that for a second. But I go didn't. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. But yeah, I jumped back on uh, and played some. Got through the demo, maxed out everything, like you know, as much as I could. And you know, I'm tried on on launch day. You know, and worst thing that happens is I. Un, you know, uninstall it at some point. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the great things about yeah. this too is, uh, you know, especially games like this that have a uh, co-op or multiplayer component, right? Yeah. Is you're now opening the door to millions and millions of people playing your game in that co-op experience, which is how the game is supposed to be played, right? Right. Um, is this, is this, so, does this game have microtransactions, like cosmetic stuff, I'm assuming? No. I haven't seen anything about it either. No, I'm pretty sure uh, people can fly. Said this is a you know it's a, a core focus experience. They keep saying it's not a game as a service, which we keep talking about. And I'm pretty sure. I know we have some listeners who are really big into this, um, but I'm pretty sure they said there's no microtransactions at least at launch. Um, mm -hmm. What they said that their plans for the future. I'm guess they're speaking to expansions. Really depends on the reception of the game after launch, which. Game Pass will obviously boost quite a bit now. So mm. there's the um, invisible gun. Say it again. <laughs> there's the invisible gun I'm waiting for. <laughs> like, please play the game so we can oh. stay in business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Keep this oh. ball rolling. We need it. Oh damn! I was trying to find the. Um, there it is. So <clears throat> speaking on Game Pass, so uh, Sarah Bond, who leads the partnerships for Xbox. Um, she was in the Bethesda Roundtable last week. She's been at E3. She's one of the kind of prominent people for Xbox. Here's the updated statistics. She basically came out and said that if you're a Game Pass subscriber on the Xbox ecosystem, whether it be Xbox or PC, you spend 20% time more time playing games, just playing games overall, than people who aren't, which kind of makes sense. Otherwise, you know, those are the people who are going to subscribe. You play 30% more games, meaning a broader exposure of games. Um, and you, and of those, it represents 40% more genres. So when they break down all the genres, you're trying other games that other people don't try. Um, they also spend 20% more on gaming overall within the ecosystem. So even in addition to Game Pass, uh, they're buying more games, buying more additions, expansions, DLC, what have you. Um, and 
the biggest statistics, of course, which I've talked to before and people just don't believe for whatever reason, is that games in Game Pass sell more. More copies sell versus games that don't on average. Still today anyway. Now, I know, I know Matt Piscatella, who's one of the industry analysts, he said, you know, this continues to surprise the analysts that games are selling more when they're in Game Pass. Um, you know, their big thing is we don't know how long that'll continue. But for now, it continues to be true. Which That's is impressive to me because I know even personally someone like me who loves physical copies, buy all my games. There have been games that I was going to buy, Outriders being a perfect example, that I'm not going to now. Yeah. But, um, if, you know, I'm just one person of millions, right? So uh, overwhelmingly, as we always say, Dan, they're the ones with the actual statistics. Yeah, I have Those no idea. I mean, if that's what they say, then that's – I'm always curious because they're, they're very vague as far as, like, what – does this count for you know like like one of the i don't know how they get their numbers you know i'm assuming like is it okay we've got twenty thousand subscribers or 20 million subscribers or whatever it is is that month on month you know that are you know locked it's in active. or is it or is that it's active, just, act just like active at that point yes okay that makes sense see that's get a little more specific for me because i have no idea yeah i don't know really by, by the way not to interrupt you but she's yeah. no and uh doton both confirmed there's no microtransactions at launch fantastic good but yeah i mean it, it's you see all these games coming you know we and we talked about it over the last few weeks being being a, a service that's indispensable you know and, yes. and and getting to that point where you know as a gamer you need to have this obviously there's always going to be those out liars that are going to be like, yeah, I, I just don't need it. You know, the people that don't have Netflix and Hulu's and all that other stuff, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> See, the thing. That's literally the, I, you know, and this is like me, I, I've got, I got HBO max yep. for free for seven days and then it's going away until maybe Godzilla comes out and maybe I buy it for another month. You know, that's, that's, that's the kind of, you know, so you it, use it as, as you see the need to. As I see the need to, you know, and I, there's, I've always wanted to kind of sit down and really, I mean, it would take me a while, I think, and, and figure out what have I played, you know, through Game Pass and what has the service given me as far as, you know, hours of play and how, you know, just, just to get the numbers, you know, not, not necessarily because I care so much, but I just find it interesting because yeah. I can go back and I, you know, I've said this before, you know, Sea of Thieves, huge, you know, hundreds of hours and I, yeah. I eventually bought it. When it was on sale for like 20 bucks, you know. 20 million uh, players they announced this week, by the way. Right. Humongous. You know, Crazy. I was on there yesterday playing some. Yeah. Game's huge. Yeah. And then, you know. Well, and, uh, I don't know if you saw, same point. Uh, only re sorry to interrupt you. Um, when they released Forza Horizon 4, did the update and then released it on PC, that went from 6 million to 12 minutes. Now 24 million players for Forza yeah, man. Horizon. People love new shit. That's the thing, you know. You know, they get kind of. Every once in a while, you got to kind of, you know, get some more excitement going, you know, in these PC players who will be able to play these games, you know, like Forza Horizon 4, you know, or or some of the Sony games are releasing. And they they're they're they just hold off and they've got more patience than. I yeah, do. I mean, you know, there, there are some very there's a, a million millions of people right. on PC who are dedicated PC players. Right. right. They're, 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 they're yeah, only going to play it if it's on PC. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like if I could go ahead in time for like like a year from now i mm -hmm. think i would be set for probably four or five years down the road because i would have to catch up on that whole year right and then stuff would still be you know coming out <laughs> that's that's what i need to do you know and kind of get ahead of the game 
But once I think, like you said, it starts rolling, you know, we see Octopath Traveler. I've, I've wanted to try Empire Sin, you know. Yeah, I just installed it this morning. Yeah, I installed yeah. it a few days ago. I, you know, I just, it's one of those games I wanted to just see what it was like. And that's, that's what Game Pass has always been. Mostly for me, it's been like a nice place to demo these games out, yeah. you know, and, and then if I like it, jump back in and play well, it's, it. It's funny because what you're talking to right there touches on the statistics that, we just spoke to you're mm-hmm. trying more games you're playing more games you're trying more genres because you can't yeah it's there right, right. um sorry steve give me one second i missed a few comments i want to touch on here uh gaming gentlemen what's up man he said don't expect new gameplay of stalker 2 by the way the devs came out to say it's too early but they will have a presence that's for next week's mm-hmm. xbox and switch show we talked about uh also darge knight in the house our guest from last week does xbox have games yet stop it <laughs> <laughs> Bring that sauce mm-hmm. over here, sir. Uh, thanks for coming by, Darge. Um, Steve, anything to add on this, man? Yeah, you know, I, I'm i thinking about um, the whole situation of just getting these games in people's hands and creators being able to express themselves creatively and have more people jump in. Like, it, it's, it's kind of amazing because you have a lot of games that are just, they're soulless. You know, they, they lack... Uh, any sort of like feeling passion. in them, passion that's the word. There's, and we're gonna get into one of those later, uh, but it's just like you know that there's these games that are just made because they just want your money and they don't want some of it, they want all of it, they want all your money. Uh, EA is one of those companies where they can be really passionate when they want to, and when they are, you got games like Jedi Fallen Order, which. It wasn't the best Star Wars game ever, but it's damn close to it. And you got a really good team of passionate people who were able to do what they wanted to do. Then you got Avengers, where it was, you can see that there was some solid love in that game. And they were told, nope, chop it up. Just chop it up. And it's, and it's screams of broken direction, is it what does. I read about the game. Yeah. Yeah. And like, now that you have these creators who are able to make games that they passionately like just care about, yeah. you know, Empire of Sin. I have a friend of mine who actually worked on that game. Cool. He was a, he was a sound director in that game, and he he met with the team and he's like, these are some great people. And now you get to see these awesome people make really good games, and people are playing them, and that breathes more life into the studio. Correct. And on top of that, when you're talking about recurrent user spending. You know, you have people who, if you put out a really good game, they're going to spend money on it, yep. you know, out of either out of guilt or just out of convenience, whatever it is. You look at games like Path of Exile, absolutely free. Yep. Play for, been for nearly 10 years. Yeah. You do not have to spend a single dime. Yep. But when you think about it, you're like, oh, you know what? I'll throw them 20 bucks. That's 20 extra dollars they got. And you didn't have to. You didn't have to do it. And that's the stuff I love. But when you get to games like Avengers, where it's like, now you have to spend money if you want to progress. Yeah. That's where the problem comes in. And I think that there's a big disconnect from the people who think like, Oh, we'll just make money this way. That's how, that's what people will do. No, it's becoming way more apparent of how you make money. You put in uh, the, why you make the game first and then people will follow. There's, there's a wonderful conversation online from uh, speaker, Simon Sinek, who, I love listening to this guy talk because he makes so much sense. Uh, (laughs) 
and it's it's it really applies to everything. It's called the the golden circle. It's like 15 years old. This conversation, this TED talk he had. It's like 15 okay. years old, and it's all about the concept of you know why a company is su- successful, and it's because they start from why they do it, and they work themselves out. You know why do we do this? We do this because we love it, not because it's for the money. You know that that's that's a reaction to why you do it. That that happens after you do your thing. So you see these companies making money and being really big and, and starting to get popular. And these, these little independent studios are becoming rock stars overnight because they love what they're doing. And that's how they're expanding. Where else do we get that? Yeah. You've made some great points. Uh, that's a, that's a <laughs> recurrent user spending is something that um, you nailed there. And that's, that's the difference between, uh, games like when you look, it's funny because the ecosystems almost that becomes increasingly apparent. If you look at PlayStation and their success with their first party, mm-hmm. so you look at uh, obviously God of War is always the first one that comes to mind. Horizon, Last of Us, single player, no transactions, very little DLC, if any, depending on the game. Um, they are focused on that old model of you got to sell the copies, right? You got to sell enough copies, and if it's good enough and sells enough copies, you make lots of money, which works. Yeah. Then you look at games on the Xbox side, which may not have launched as um, greatly. Greatly is a terrible word there, but you know what I mean. Not yeah. as acclaimed, right? Sea of Thieves, um, perfect example. State of Decay 2, another great example. Um, you've got games like that. We were just talking about Forza Horizon 4. Hell, Master Chief Collection, another perfect example. But over time, just the continued growth, the continued evolution it drives recurrent user spending to your point, which is the exact phrase. And it drives a community that just broadens and broadens and broadens. And they're completely different approaches. I'm not saying one is right, one's wrong. They both yeah. can work in the right environment. But I think the the overall point you're making, I think, I'm trying to summarize, <laughs> is that, and Dan, you kind of touched on this too, is that what Game Pass does for these developers, especially now like the Bethesda Studios, which we heard directly from Todd Howard and some of the people at Bethesda, it gives them the freedom to make games, to be creative, to make more passionate games because the focus is less about how is this game going to make money and more about just generating uh, a community and playtime and enjoyment. Um, and we've even seen that, I was going to touch later on it, but we've even seen that with the Bethesda titles that were just added last week. How many people, and I've been pimping it probably as much as anyone, but how many people are playing Prey for the first time? And saying, holy shit, this game's fantastic. It's like, yes, you should have played it in 2017, goddammit. <laughs> um, but all these other games about, wow, these games are fantastic. And that's what Game Pass does. And the, you know as well as I do, the developers at those studios who are seeing these comments and seeing their game and the analytics around their gameplay going through the roof now are just, you know, they're they're overwhelmed with joy, I'm sure. So it's it's changing. It's going to. It's already changing the conversation of how games get made, and I think that impact. Actually, I know that impact is just going to grow, um, and I think that's that's what's most impressive about it. Sorry, one more thing, Dan. You mentioned a good point about Outriders too, because you've been talking about this for a while, which is the the filler games. And it, it's not fair to call Outriders a filler game per se, but I, what you mean by that is we're going to get to a point with Xbox where their first party and these major studios will be dropping these major games quarterly what have you right every few months and what that gives xbox the capability to do is have these type of third party agreements where if they know they have fable releasing say i'm just going to make this up but fable releasing in march 
and then they know they have a valid releasing in July, right? They can then make a deal with a third party to go, okay, we need something late April, early May to launch in the service from a third party perspective. And that way your subscribers are getting that monthly content, right? That big content with the indie games filling in all the other little gaps. And it's the delivery of the content is what's most important. And we're, we're literally seeing that grow uh, before our eyes. It's happening as we're, we're talking here. And, and just financially speaking, like as a, as a player, I don't have to spend more money. That's great. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when I bought the PlayStation five, I wanted both PS five and series X. And my wife was like, you gotta choose one. And I was like, you know what? Let me get the PlayStation. I know a lot of people go to PlayStation, like all yeah. my friends. Uh, and we're several months out. None of my friends are able to get anything. But if I stuck with the Series X, I would have all the, the money I spent would have been like on, on PS5 games. I wouldn't have spent that, mm. you know, with the Series X. And even just seeing stuff like Outriders hidden, I'm like, man, like, what, like, why did I buy a PlayStation 5? It's creating that unease and it's really disrupting the, the market for a lot of people. Yeah, market disruption is the exact word. I mean, that's what the industries use, right, um, <clears throat> in terms of referring to things. And I was going to ask you about that because, I mean, Dan and I have both. Um, and it, it, it's it got to be weird. I don't know what that feels like because it's not like I only have the PS5 and I was going to buy Outriders for $60 on the PS5. But I have seen some comments, at least, and it's anecdotal, uh, comments around, well, shit. <laughs> I got to pay $60 for this game. <laughs> Whereas if I'm on the, exactly what you just said, whereas if I was on Series X or S or whatever, X, PC even, right? Because it's Game Pass. Yeah. Although Outriders isn't coming to PC day one. But no. the, the fact stands is that, you know, the people over there, if you will, if you're not on every system, are getting to play that again, going back to the mental thing for free. Yeah. Whereas I'm paying $60. Um, yeah. and, and it creates that conversation. And you can be damn sure Microsoft loves that conversation. You oh, know, that, that's the conversation they want to see. Is, I, yeah, I just, if you were just on Game Pass, here's this game. But like, it, there's a borderline of smugness that they have with it too. Like they'll like Phil would get right up there. Like you can see it whenever he talks. He's gonna he smiles a little bit, and he's like, you know, he wants to go all in, but he's gotta be corporate about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just want to hear like the fly in the wall. He's in the room. He's like, yeah, suck it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think. You know, you got to remember, right? If I, if you're him or any one of the core team, it's uh, you know he always reminds us is obviously just not Phil. He's just kind of that person out in front. Um, but they spent years. He's said this like two, three years getting Game Pass even to come to life because of all the deals and the architecture and everything else that have to happen. Um, but you got to remember how many people have criticized Game Pass when it first launches. Like, do we really need this service? Uh, games will never work in this format. Other people have tried this. It doesn't work. People don't want to. People want to own their games. We've we heard all the all this crap, right? Um, which again, we heard the same thing with music. We heard the same thing with movies. Um, you know, how's Blockbuster doing nowadays? Um, here we are. This service is just growing, continuing to grow, continuing to get more content, and it, it's it's that's just going to keep happening. Anyone who thinks this is a flash in the pan doesn't know what they're really talking about. No, so. Man, we got we got far deeper into that than I expected to. Um, <laughs> good to see everyone in chat, man. Thanks. Uh, viewpoint. See you, brother. Uh, who else do I see? Kaya Sante, good to see you again. Um, yeah, man, good to see you guys coming by. But 
Dan, anything you want to add further on this, man? I think we we covered a lot of aspects of it, but I'm good. I feel like I've been chattering away. Yeah. All good. <laughs> well, going back to real quick, going back to Square Enix, if we so we've got Octopath, they're obviously doing Outriders. Many people thinking that we're going to see uh, Persona and some of the other big titles coming soon, which are really Atlas. Um, but it's going to be, you know, the thing that still gets me is Square Enix is still signing these huge, huge timed exclusive deals, which kind of takes us to our next topic where we're going to touch on Square Enix Presents. Um, but, you know, before we touch on that show specifically, remember the Final Fantasy 16, which Final Fantasy 16 is a, one of those games in the industry that's a bomb, right? I mean, it's a it's a megaton game um that's exclusive to playstation was it a year it might even be more i don't know if they announced it at the time on that but it, you know that's only going to be on ps5 for a while and that's a huge game um but the reason i bring that up is because at square enix presents this week we saw what was project athea uh is now Forspoken, which is a ridiculous name um but it looks fantastic. And they announced that that Square Enix is a two-year timed exclusive. Ooh. Two years, which is just crazy to me. Have we two? I was trying to think of other games where we've had timed <laughs> exclusivity for two or more years. And I wasn't coming up with a whole lot. The most we usually see is a year, um, sometimes six months. Like Deathloop is a year, I know. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is timed. Final Fantasy 16 is timed. Now, Forspoken is a two-year time. It's clear that Sony is driving this timed exclusivity um, for their platform, which, you know, I don't know what you guys think about it. It's, it's, it's interesting, if nothing else. It's one way to play the, the market. And what we know, uh, the head of uh, former head of Game Informer, remember, uh, revealed that they were um, trying to get timed exclusivity on Starfield before Microsoft bought the whole damn farm. <laughs> well, imagine sitting at a desk and being like, uh-huh, yeah, we're, we hear you. We hear you just knowing Microsoft is like right there. It's just like, we'll give you like $50 million for time exclusively, and they're like $7.5 billion over here. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, that's it? Okay. You know, this is a little like notepad with a stick figure on it. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of the timed exclusivity, um, Forspoken, guys, uh, we got a gameplay trailer. Um, it looks, uh, I thought it looked really sharp. It looks like a, a really core next gen game. Um, and the later in the trailers, they show some like the abilities, the action abilities, which looks pretty incredible to me. I thought it looked great. I, I didn't even watch it. Come on. <laughs> Kill I, mean, I, I saw like a part of the trailer for first spoken. I still don't know what it is exactly. So I'm more of the, you know, at this point, just give it to me. It looks nice. You know, I, we saw Project Athea before. What I it, it's here's the thing with Square. Like it's either a hit or miss for me with them. Me too. You know, like me like too. it's like this one. It could be awesome. It could be complete garbage. You know, <laughs> I have true. no idea. Yeah. You know, and 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 I don't know about the two year exclusivity thing. Like whatever. At this point, I'm just so tired of this garbage and these stupid ass exclusive shit. But I mean, this is apparently what it's. We're, we're, it's we're the nature of the market, doing. sadly. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. You know? yeah. But I mean, I, it's it, all right. You want to <laughs> play it for, you know, if you want to wait two years, wait two years. It'll probably come to Game Pass in two years. That's right, true. Yeah. <laughs> Game true. on in the house. I don't know if that's Ace or Gas, but what's up, brothers? Um, oh, by the way, Steve, before you talk here, uh, there's a couple guys who are like, hey, don't rip on uh, Blockbuster, gaming gentleman Matt. Believe me, Blockbuster was a huge part of my childhood. I'm not ripping on them, but hey. let's not forget 
that Blockbuster had the option to buy Netflix when Netflix was starting up, and they turned it down and laughed at them. Um, so you know the reason the reason why Netflix was made was because a guy got late fees on his movies, and he's like, you know what, screw this, and he made Netflix. Is that ser- is that true? Yeah, yeah. The guy who created Netflix was so pissed that he got late fees on his movies. He's like, that's it. I'm taking the whole system down. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's bonkers, man. I didn't know that aspect. I know that Blockbuster did have the opportunity to acquire or basically, you know, take over Netflix early on, but wow, that's funny. Um, so Forspoken, Steve. It looks really good. Uh two years yeah, that's weird. Like I've I'm used to the one year stuff, especially being uh a Destiny fan, you know, on <laughs> yes. Xbox. <laughs> that was like, man, fans are still pissed off about that. I I still I am still mad. But yeah. I'm happy that now, like all of a sudden, like Bungie's like, "Oh, hey, what's going on, Xbox?" And like, yeah, he was Beyond Light to make up for all that that those issues. Um, but man, like two years, I, I just feel like you you know when you play a game with someone, whatever it is, sports or whatever, and you beat the other guy so much that he takes his ball and he's like, "That's it, I'm going, I'm going home." <laughs> <laughs> this, I feel like that's like Sony's way of doing things now, like. You know, we had the situation with Spider-Man and Avengers, which we still don't have. Um, and like a lot of people got pissed about that. Yeah. And like, you know, like it's kind of it's shitty that they're getting Spider-Man and we won't. Um, and it's kind of shitty, like, yeah, they're gonna have Forspoken for a while, and Xbox fans and PC players might not have it for a while. Um, yeah, the time the time thing sucks. I don't like the time if it's just straight up exclusive, I kind of got no problem with it. Like it is what it is. Which that, I don't think you're alone. I've heard that from a lot of people, which is uh, kind of interesting to me. I mean, I, I get it. I, I'm actually probably in the same place. It just sounds funny when you say it out loud. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't mind. If, I don't mind if it's fully exclusive. That's fine. But timed is weird. It, it just like, feels weird. It, it feels weird because it, you know, I guess in this case too, it doesn't really bother me as much. It, which is weird because so like high, like uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of the word, um, but it, it just doesn't seem right. And a lot of people. This kind of scatters everyone, I feel. Like, no one can really pinpoint an actual opinion on it just because it's like, I don't mind exclusives, but I do mind timed exclusives. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, I like donuts, but not strawberry. <laughs> like, the, the weird thing, too, is when the timed exclusive, it doesn't necessarily mean that the game is going to release on other platforms when that deal's up. We're seeing that with Final Fantasy VII Remake because that deal was up in this month, like last week. Mm-hmm. Or or now I don't know. It's like right now is when that deal ended. But there's no there's been no talk of that game arriving on Xbox. Yeah, it's just it's so weird because I think it also has this sense of like you don't know for sure what's happening. Yeah, and it's it's the mystery behind it that a lot of people just don't like, and yeah. I get that, and I totally understand it because like if someone's like you're gonna get ten thousand dollars, oh when I don't know. people just like that that weird anxiety feeling of what it's like to like okay like two years from now is it going to be popular two years from now you know what what's the effect it's going to have on half two years from now and for some reason sony thinks that that two-year window is going to be big enough where they don't need to worry about it at that point at that point yeah it's kind of like they're doing with when they move their games to pc which uh you know they're 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 not doing it day and date, obviously, right? They're they yeah. Sony obviously has something that is telling them the impact, the loss to the PlayStation ecosystem is minimized if we wait X amount of time. 
Right. And, and, and then you have the after effect too. Then you have, okay, so this year's, this game's been out for two years on PlayStation 5. It's going to be $20. When it, you'll find it in a store for 20 bucks. Yeah. Because it's two years old. Xbox, is it still going to maintain the $20 price tag? Or is it going to be a full-fledged $70 game? Yeah. You know, and that's another thing that's going to happen. Like that happened with uh, Switch games, Switch ports. Yeah, a lot. Yes. <laughs> a lot of them. Diablo three was twenty bucks maximum on the play on the Xbox yeah, and PlayStation yeah. Store. Sixty bucks on Switch. Why would I pay another sixty dollars? Skyrim was another big one. Same thing. Yep. Skyrim, Doom. Yeah, all those many games of them. You've already played <laughs> twenty Why? times over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, Shizno says uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake is up in April, not now. Sorry, I thought it was March. My fault. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is. It is strange. I, I yeah, nothing more. Than that. I think you're right. I think it's that not knowing, you know, because yeah. they came out, for instance, with Final Fantasy VII remake and said it comes out whatever the date was, April 20th or whatever. Um, it'll launch on Xbox on April 20th, 2021. So you know definitively that the game is coming at that date. Then it's a little different, but when it's just like, oh, it's timed exclusive, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, then it's like, yeah, I guess if you're on one platform, you don't really, then you don't even have uh, something to look forward to. And, and it's also like, you know, it's like being told, like, oh yeah, you'll have it eventually. Yeah, like yeah, everyone exactly. else gets to play, but you'll have it eventually. Don't <laughs> worry about it; you'll get it. The uh, and Pompa says, uh, two years, the fear of missing out is done. Don't want to spend money yeah. on a game at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think what's really interesting, too, for these timed exclusives, like Deathloop is probably a good example because that comes out in May. Um, it's a new IP from Arcane, one of my favorite developers. Um, but Dishonored 2 didn't meet sales expectations. Prey didn't meet sales expectations. So now you've got another new IP that has no name for it coming out at a busy time of the year from Arcane on a platform, PlayStation 5 exclusively, that has sold a total of what? A couple uh, five, six, six million six, units, something like million. that. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's at like five or something. So by the time May, let's say six million, right? So normal adoption rate figures for a new IP, you're probably less than 10%, maybe. Let's, let's say they get 10%. So at most, you're at 600,000 copies. That's not funding AAA game development. Um, no. So it's just, it's, my point being, it's very strange to see these timed exclusive deals so early in the generation when there's no install base, especially given the uh, distribution challenges that we've seen. Very strange to me. It's it's the sales tactic. It's them trying to get more people interested in their platform. But it's funny because it's kind of like, okay, well, here's the gun. And then Microsoft is back there with a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it is weird. It feels like the developers are almost doing a disservice to themselves. Like yeah. I don't know, meaning I don't know if Arcane would have made that deal or if Bethesda, being the publisher, made that for them. And now it's just like your game's going here. That's it. Okay. Um, it just seems strange to me. Or it's like uh, when you're being invited to a party and you're like, yeah, I'll stay for like an hour instead <laughs> of like the whole thing. Like, oh no, when the kid comes out, I'll just leave. Like you have to give him something, like just to get him out the door. Like, yeah. fine, have death loop. <laughs> death loop. Damn it, don't let death loop die, guys. Come on, man. It looks good. It's arcane. It's gonna be good, I promise. Um, all right, Dan. I know you've been waiting patiently. Mm. We got a new life is strange, baby. Fuck that fucking shit. I blocked I, that oh. entire Twitter. 
account. Like the account, Life is Strange or whatever, whoever the hell puts it out, they're blocked. 100%. Listen, I was on Nick's show Tuesday. Uh uh Here's here's what the bottom line is. I have five kids. All right. I've seen the angst. I've seen the annoyingness. So I don't need to play it. All right. That's basically what it is. When I played whatever Life is Strange 2, all right, that's basically what I got. Like some cranky ass person that was you know, bent out of shape because she was, you know, angsty. I hate that kind of shit. Any kind I've of game like that. New banner for you, by the way. Gone. Gone. <laughs> Immediately gone. Never going to play it. <laughs> even care. All right. Now that I let you get that out of your system, let me let me actually talk about the game. <laughs> yep. Life is Strange. Uh, new reveal. It's called True Colors. Uh, it is developed by Deck Nine, which did Life is Strange Before the Storm. And regardless of Dan's uh, thoughts on this, uh, Life is Strange is a big IP. Uh, yeah, they love it. Very popular. Uh, this was a big, a big showing for them. And I think the response, from what I've seen, uh, generally speaking, anecdotally again, has been pretty positive. Um, so I, I'm not a big fan of the the game. Not, I've tried what did I play? Life is Strange Two a little bit, and it, nothing wrong with it. It's just not for me. Um, Steve, you have any thoughts on these? Have you played them? You big on them? I, I have you not feel played like Dan. I here's here's the thing. Uh, I um, it's not a game for me. It's just not. It, it's it. I understand that there is an audience, and the audience loves those games, and that's great for them. I'm I'm not going to tell them that it's a bad game because I've never played it. Um, and I just I just don't care for it. Yeah, um, I think that's where I am too. But it, it's just like a lot of people. It's weird. A lot of people really shit on the titles. And like, oh, it's this, it's that. It's trying to produce some sort of political agenda behind it. And I'm kind of like, you know, it's one of those things where I kind of put my foot down. I'm like, listen, it's it's just a game. It's not meant for you. If you don't like the way that this game is, and it's trying to, like, in the, the Square Enix, and they said, like, oh, you can have a relationship with a woman or a man. And people just flip out at that. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Make more games like that. Make them so other people are pissed off. <laughs> I just want to see people get pissed off. Yeah, I, I like just like piss people off for the wrong reasons. Go for it. I don't care if you're going to do something that's creative and you're you're doing it because you love to do it. That's fine by me. You know, like I, of course I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play it, but you know I I have respect for for studios that look at something they want to pursue something that's different that other people can play that other people feel part like they're a part of. Like that's what gaming's about. Um, it's about that level of acceptance. So if people want to play that, good for them. It's not for me. But if people are going to start shoving it down my throat, and so you have to play it, then that's where I draw that line. It's like <laughs> I don't, I don't have to play shit. <laughs> well, I think that's. Uh, I, I think the point that speaks to is part of the challenge of the video game industry growing the way it has, um, because music and and movies are so uh much so much more mature than gaming right they've been around for far longer they've gone through this these growing pains but the gaming industry now when we were growing up because we're old guys here (laughs) at least dan and i are uh, (laughs) um there was a a limited amount of games right and so it was like you just wanted to play games that released because it was a new game Whereas the gaming industry is so big now that it can cover all of these new topics. It can cover all these new agendas, areas of impact, whatever you want to cover. Um, but yeah, I, I think an audience like us just has to get used to more saying, or, or I should say the gaming audience in general has to get more used to just looking at a game, 
And even if you think it's the dumbest thing in the world, just saying, eh, it's not for me. It's just yeah. there's millions of movies that you know are popular that I don't care for. You know, it's, just like, eh, it's not my type of movie. Same thing. It's not my type of game. Yeah, it's it just I think a lot of people need to understand that like Dark Souls is not for everyone. Yes, no <laughs> like, difficulty in Dark Souls. Leave I, it alone. I have said that I always wanted to be spider, but I also understand. I also understand that that game. It's okay to have a game that's just not for me. <laughs> like that's a that's a it, funny example. Dan and I always joke about that one too. It, it might be hypocritical, but that at least I'm aware of my hypocrisy to a level. <laughs> so. All right. So prior to the show starting, we we happened to bring up the Avengers save transfer, and we got into a hilarious rant that we can't recreate. But let's talk about Avengers because they came out and gave us the roadmap. If you haven't seen it, I'm putting it up on the screen now for you. This is the roadmap that they provided. Uh, was it just yesterday, wasn't it? Or Thursday? Um, <clears throat> so it's kind of interesting, right? Because the, the first thing you notice here, this is for everyone. So they did say Spider-Man, which obviously we just talked about is coming to PlayStation. It's delayed. So that's coming later this year now. We don't know exactly when. Um, here's the other things. Now, I got to be honest, guys, as, as the host here, I didn't play Avengers. I have Again, we were just talking about it. Game's not for me. It's just not my type of game. Um, so... Steve, you reviewed this for us. Uh, I think, honestly, maybe the longest review you've ever written for us. Oh, um, yeah. you had a whole lot to say about it, and I know we've talked about it offline. So I know when you saw this roadmap, you kind of were like, what the hell is this? So explain to me what's going on with Avengers, or explain to the audience, I should say, what's going on with Avengers and what this roadmap did or did not do for you. Uh, first, I, I want a check from Square Enix. <laughs> You know, I wrote that follow up about things they should change. And like those three things, I I picked the top three things I want to see. And I I noticed two of them are in the works. And one of them is being able to play as whatever hero you want, which like should have been the game in the first place, should have been the game in the first place. Um, Oh, my God. So they're now doing their roadmap, right? Like every other games as a service game. Here's what we're planning to do. This is what we want you to experience. The problem is it's too late. It just, it's too late. You have under 300 players on PC playing 300. Uh, Yeah. It's like way low on PC. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. Um, Xbox and PlayStation. I can't really tell you. I can, I can tell you that when I went to play it, I waited 20 minutes to find someone to play with on PlayStation. Wow. So I just started playing it solo because I couldn't find anyone. Uh, And I don't know if that's because it's low population or because their their backend stuff is just bad, which is a possibility. But (laughs) when you don't have people playing your games as a service game and you don't have uh, good content, like what's the point of a roadmap? And you're going to like tell me that Taskmaster is another great villain to include for like the fourth time in a row. Like, like there's, there's just take a comic, open it up and just throw a dart at it. You'll find someone else. (laughs) 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 It's like, Oh, tax taskmaster again. Like I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I know they have to push it and they have to make as much money as they can, because once again, that's just where they are at this game. It's a soulless, passionless project. I feel like the developers are being chained to their desks for like 10 hours a day because they, they need this game to work so desperately bad. Like who planned this, who planned this entire game on? Oh, we're going to have a DLC character. Okay. Kate Bishop. Great. You have 
the second female character, the third female character in this game. Awesome, whatever. Uh, we get a follow up now. He's she's a bow user. So who's the next person? No, the, um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. You, you're gonna back back those two characters up, and then like, oh, then they came out and they said, oh, we had plans for Black Panther, but we didn't do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Black Panther wasn't really popular, so I mean, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, kid, what? I don't know, like, Spider-Man is delayed? Like, that you, Sony put a lot of money in their, in Square Enix's pockets for one character, for their character to be in the game, and we still don't have that character. It's been months. Um, oh, and it's going to be more months, because they've, yeah, they said later this year now. They didn't even give yeah, a date. Yeah, this, this is terrible, terrible management, terrible production, it's it's just like when I went back and I watched the reveal trailer because I needed to do it for one of the pieces, I, I I kind of felt like they knew that this was a problem. They knew that this was a problem game, and they they just had the you know there's the guy on the side of the stage with the gun pointed at him saying say the lines and like they they had to like it just everything around this game is just it's not great. Save data to the side. How that, however the hell that works, yeah. um, it's just it, it's a failing game, which is sad because these are great characters. The story I loved, I actually thought the story was probably the best part of the whole game, mm-hmm. but everything else in between just felt so um, so shallow. Okay, it it just like it, it just they threw whatever bullshit that Destiny has and Anthem had, and they're just like, let's see if it works. <laughs> and it, it didn't yeah. it didn't work there's no reason to go back to play this game and then and then the wakanda expansion you know they're going to charge people for that you you know it it's it's going to be a 20 dollar thing and i'm gonna have to play it which bothers me <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to see all that one uh dan before i let you go here hold on mo's in the house what's up our uh our brother from backlog chronicle chronicles chronicles Backlog Chronicles. What's up, fam? Hope you guys have a fantastic show. I need Dan's zero tolerance for bullshit and his sarcasm back on Twitter to spice up my boring life, which, by the way, has been echoed by Elu and echoed by Matt. So, Dan, get your shit together. Yeah. Maybe maybe Twitter needs to get their shit together. (laughs) Stop being stupid. Thank you, Mo. Appreciate it, brother. Dan, Avengers, man. Yeah, literally sitting over here on my screen as we speak. Okay. So I decided I to get I back into it. I finished the single player. Okay. Basically, it's it's such a like. It's not even like anthem like where like the core experience was and mechanics were really really good. It they're okay, but they never go into detail about like how, you know, like leveling up and. It's, it's, it's like Steve said, it's just very, very shallow as far as that goes. And when you play games like The Division, you know, and, and other, you know, games as a service games, you, you you see it a lot more. I think that's really my problem. I, the IP is so big, you know, and, and I don't know how you take an IP like The Avengers. And maybe they thought, eh, we don't have to do much. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's about what they did. And <laughs> we'll let the characters, you know, carry the this no. You still actually have to make a excuse me, a game. Yeah, I mean you've got to yeah. do something. So yeah, it, it's it's I'm enjoying myself more this time through. Uh 
the Kate Bishop Hawkeye thing screams lazy. I mean, just super lazy to me. I don't understand that. The the upgrade on PS5 looks great. It's 60 frames, it looks like. It's, it's a lot better than it was before. Okay. So, That's fantastic. Um, so short of that. Oh, sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I thought you were done. No, it's, it's, that's it. You know, I went Spider-Man. I didn't buy it on the PS5 because I wanted to buy it on the PS5. I bought it because that's where Spider-Man was going to be. So that's literally it. So, I mean, yeah. this, this is where we get back to these exclusive deals. I'm fine with it. Just deliver. But I'm putting yeah. that on Square. Less so, you know, PlayStation for or Sony for that. I mean, they 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 could have put them out by now. But they're no still I mean, they, didn't they announce Hawkeye last year, right? I mean, they announced Hawkeye. Who was to come out with the game? Yeah, it was like right after yeah. release, right? Yeah. <laughs> like on release, I thought. I thought it was like that or a week after or something like that. Yeah. That and the initial E3 presentation teased Ant-Man. Mm. Oh, that's right. So I mean, like, he's about technically that. in it. He just, you just can't play as him. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> that doesn't count. He's, yeah. he's in it and he's, he's sad because he can't do his powers anymore. Oh God, on. that's boring. Uh, Shizno says you pay for the DLC character cards that are ten dollars each. I don't know what that means because I don't play it. Yeah, so there's challenges in that game, okay. and uh, it's kind of like season pass. But instead of the season pass being for like, I believe I could be wrong because I I don't. You can spend money on cosmetics, by the way. Yes. Um, it's up to you if you want to spend them. Typical shit. Um, but yeah, there's like these challenge cards, and the challenge cards give you extra stuff in the game. Uh, but you have to buy them and you have to do the action and that's not real content that's fake content that's that's the the bullshit fortnite make your own thing content it's a piss poor excuse for saying you're doing something when you're mm-hmm. really not so, yeah that's that's weird um bunch of people obviously echoing that this should have been a single player kind of story and combat game rather than all the other crap they tried to add in screen. I mean, we've seen it, right? I mean, destiny became a multi-billion dollar IP. So these other major publishers looked at games, you know, Anthem, we always talk about Avengers, another one where it's like, you know, this could have been a fantastic Anthem, same thing, fantastic Bioware, single player RPG. And you tried to add all these different mechanics. You didn't do it well. And the game died because of it. And it's just, it's, it's maddening. There's, there's a reason why I go back to destiny. And I, I don't stick with these games. Destiny now, uh, over the last, I'm going to say three years. Uh, it could be more. But over the last three years, Bungie has shown what they want to do creatively. And they've shown how Activision has held them back on a creative aspect. Because Activision cares about the money. Once again, going back into what I said earlier. Uh, Destiny has an immense amount of lore. They have an immense amount of content. The problem is you have to find it. You have to grind for it, and you have to kind of get it. But even though they also have a, a season pass model, there's things in that game that you can find that you can do that are really interesting, really cool, and entirely unique to this whole genre. There's weapon quests. There's fair. weapon quests like, yep. you know, oh, here's an exotic weapon. Well, now you have to go through a couple of steps and get yeah. it. And I'm actually like halfway story. through the Hawkeye one right now. Yeah. Like it's there's a lot of interesting lore concepts and like I'm kind of diving deep into the lore aspect and I'm I'm kind of blown away okay. because how everything lines up and I could talk for hours about this but <laughs> you have something like this that has that passion and then you have the Avengers which is just that cash that cash yeah. machine well to dance boy especially when they announced this Avengers might damn well have been one of the biggest IPs in the world I mean that the 
what's the end game had just hit. I mean, broke all records. Right. And every, everyone was talking about Avengers. It was the perfect IP to, to build a game off of. And so we got, you just mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> screwed it up. Anyway, we won't stay on it, but uh, yeah, that's the update. So, you know, it is what it is. If you have a different thought on Avengers, let us know. Um, but there were some other things at the Square Enix. We're not going to recap every single game, obviously. You had uh, Ball and Wonder, Wonder, Wonder... I always say Wonderland. I think it's Wonder World. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few other kind of indie games and stuff. So, yeah, yeah um, check it out. But uh, otherwise, let's move on real quick to some PlayStation updates. Bizzle, what's going on, buddy? Um, <clears throat> so PlayStation this week had, had a few updates. They, they kind of, you know, tried to get some jabs in as the week went on. Uh, <laughs> so they had because uh, it was just rapid fire Xbox for a while. Of course, first so thing I want to talk about is the Play at Home initiative, which is fantastic. Um, so they came out this week and they announced that uh, basically eleven game or nine no excuse me ten games for free. It was like five standard games, four PSVR games you can download now. I think through April something middle of April for free PS Plus, and then next month Horizon Zero Dawn, the first one, obviously is going to be free as well, which is fantastic. I think we've talked about it before with how PS Plus has become a, a, a much more um, uh, valuable service, I guess would be a good word, in that the games that are releasing um, and the games that you're getting with it are, are becoming better. And I think that's really PlayStation, at least in the short term's answer to Game Pass. Um, so it was nice to see this Play at Home initiative because they're, they're good games, especially games like, uh, you know... Um, Oh damn! Of course, now I'm going to forget. But there's good games. Destruction All Stars. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Which got its own roadmap this week, by the way. But we're going to spend time. On that. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was good to see this. So I don't know anything here that really jumped out to you guys, or is it more like me, where it's just like this is cool, you know? Uh, yeah, it's it's cool for the people who have a PlayStation Five. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, it's like trying to get anything right now, and just the way the market's working. I, it's very hard for me to get excited about new hardware. Yeah, because it's so, so impossible to get for for anyone watching right now with us and chatting, or anyone that listens to this later. Steve has been trying to get a Series X now repeatedly for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, and like literally can't. Um, it's just it's been impossible. So if anyone out there who listens has a good heart <laughs> and is able to actually get their hands on a Series X, who will not charge ridiculous eBay prices for them. Let us know so we can hook Steve up because he's trying to get in the ecosystem and literally has just been blocked by all the nonsense going on with the bots and stuff. So yeah, I had three of them at one point. I, I, I said I, it's hard to believe that you you and me, Dan, had like like eight of each yeah, at launch, and now six months later, they're even harder to get than they were at launch. And, mm. and you know what? I kind of I kind of blame Microsoft for being so awesome. <laughs> like man, like that kind of pisses me off. Like. But I'm not, I'm not gonna go into it. But yeah, uh, it, it it's hard to get anything these days. So it's it's very hard for me to be super excited about PSVR too, just because it, it's gonna be hard to get. And I'm just gonna lay my expectations really low on this. I still have the first PlayStation VR and the twelve dongles that Sony sent me for some reason. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Um. Yeah, so uh, play at home. And then, yeah, you just mentioned it, but PSVR 2. They came out this week, showed the controllers. They're what we thought. They're more like the, uh, you know, modern kind of PC VR headsets where they're wireless. 
uh, as we also talked about previously, the dual sense technology that they developed is feeding over into PSVR 2 because they have haptics and what did they say? Haptics, uh, adaptive triggers, and touch detection, as well as a sensor on the bottom of them, which is how the, uh, it, I guess it remotely senses to the PSVR 2 headset. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, good to see that the handsets are wireless and they're much, much more advanced than the move controllers, which are like 10 years old at this point. <laughs> PS3 um, stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the big question now is, you know, personally, uh, being a little selfish here, you know, I'd like to be invested in PSVR 2 or next gen, whatever the hell they call it, um, if they go higher end with it. I really hope they go higher end, even if it's an extra hundred bucks or whatever um, at launch for the unit itself. Um, but Dan, I know you and I bought the PSVR one. You say you have it too, Steve? I have the VR one. Yeah. Okay. So we all do. So I bought it when they had that $200 deal with Moss and Astrobot. you know, yeah, the, the, yeah, I think many people did. That's when their numbers like doubled. Um, but I gotta be honest with you. I never touched the damn thing. Um, and I don't know if that's because it's a pain in the ass to set up. Uh, I, oh, I, I know that's part of it. Um, but I, I also know that the experience, while it has some cool experiences, it's really not that full VR experience like the Half-Life Alexes of the world that I've talked to many people about that I want to experience. That'll make me put the extra effort in to do it. Um, so where are you guys on that? Do you Are you going to automatically invest in PSVR 2 or, or is it more similar to me where it's like only if it hits kind of that higher end kind of more critical platform? I don't know the word I'm looking for. Yeah, after seeing what the Quest 2 can do, yeah, 100%. If they can make it that good, yeah. you know, for, I mean, it's night and day difference, man. I mean, I, I couldn't. That's, what, that's I, the problem, right? I, I sat there and I was like, oh, man, this, you know, when, when we first got the VR, I was like, this is really cool, you know? And yeah. then there were, some, there were a bunch of games that came out. I still play it. You know, Blood and Truth was a super fun game. Um, Beat Saber was humongous when it came out, you know, and, I think that, you know, got a lot of people, excuse me, going into it. And um, they need to put some games up with it, you know, because that's really the problem with VR as it stands. But, you know, people I look at my son, like he got the quest, too. Yeah. And he plays this one game called like Sword and Sorcery. Or oh, you said like he that. plays it like religiously, yeah, right? Constantly. Like, and all it is is you and these guys like coming in waves, like a horde mode. Yeah. And they, you can just you get there's a rack of weapons. You pick one and you just sit there and you ragdoll these guys or chop their, it's so basic, but it's, it's hilarious to watch. So in games like that, you know, I could get into and dig if, you know, I could sit down and do it. You know, that's another thing. You know, I need a, I need a sit down version. Because, <laughs> and I still play like squadrons and stuff, you know, that, that's, that's always fun in VR. Um, but they need, they need a, the software to kind of, come with the hardware that's the biggest thing um yeah the the medal of honor i've been wanting to try out and half-life alex and all that stuff you yeah. know that's those are all valor i think it's called right Medal yeah. of honor valor yeah, yeah. so um, hopefully hopefully you know that's what we kind of need to see I, I, for me anyway you know it, it has to be they have to provide those experiences yeah, 100%. So hold on one second, Steve. I, I missed a whole bunch of comments. So it looks like a bunch of people in the comments, same problem, Steve. Uh, Doton yeah. says, been trying to get a Series X since launch, refused to pay refuse to pay $1,000 for one. Yeah, I get you. Scalpers all over the place. Even Gaming Gentleman said, uh, want to really get my hands on the new Xbox headset, but the stock is sold out everywhere. I didn't realize that. In fact, Dan's review is up. Mine's sitting right here. I got it. Um, 
Yeah. So I uh, tried to use it with Master Chief Collection stream the other night, but I had some setting wrong, so it screwed up. But uh, Dan's been using it. He's got our the review up on our YouTube channel of it. So um, really nice headset for the money, for sure. Um, Vogel says the same thing. Can't get Xbox Series X won't be until holiday. It's just, yeah, it's really, uh, really frustrating for people right now. And uh, you, I would have thought that production issues would start to kind of resolve by about now, but we're still not seeing it. Maybe by summer when the vac vaccinations are kind of a lot more uh, widespread. But um, yeah. one more thing, uh, Joshua, good to see you, man. Outriders on April first for Game Pass Ultimate. Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so you came in a, li a little late, Josh. We're excited as well, but we uh, we we talked about that pretty extensively just a bit ago. So if you're catching us now, go back watch the uh, watch the first half of the show, and you can uh, cheer on with us. Anyway, Steve, PSVR two. Have you seen? Um, have you experienced any VR other than PSVR? You know, I haven't. Um, okay, I've been that's wanting to. Like Dan said, and I've heard from millions of others, it's like if once you experience what we would call true VR, PSVR feels like a toy almost. Um, yeah, I can see like like Carl talks about VR. <laughs> he has yeah, to, yeah, uh, Carl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. steal from his daughter or <laughs> 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 uh, pay pay so he could use it. Amazing to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he he talks about Half Life Alex a lot. I'm like, yeah, man, like I really want to play that. Um, and like I I don't really have much to say about vr because my vr is so limited but there's a lot of titles out there that people are like you have to play the batman game you have to play astrobot which is i did play astrobot that was yeah, amazing on yeah. vr yeah. i thought it was crazy good but then there's other titles that like i played borderlands 2 on vr and oh, i was like no yeah. no can't do that uh, but yeah i i feel like it's weird with vr because it's it's a chicken or the egg situation like what came first? Is it the price is too high that the normal consumer won't buy it? Or is it like just because it's so ridiculous and kind of a weird concept that's goes against the grain that people don't want to buy it? Like what yeah. is it that people like? And I think like having it set at $200 is really nice, but then you get people going like, why is it only $200? You're exactly <laughs> right. And I, I, I don't know the statistics, but there is that prevailing kind of, um, consumer research around higher end products, right? Apple obviously kind of was the big player there for many years, still is in a way. Um, and Microsoft's dabbled in it too with some of their surfaces and stuff. But the thought process is the consumer that is going to buy X product is a either an early adopter or someone who spends a lot of money on tech. Therefore, they want the higher quality. Therefore, it's okay to price it higher. And that's kind of what I'm asking, right? We know that how many years has it been? Four years, five years? PSVR has been out, um, yeah. something like that, right? Even after all that time, they're not even at three million units, despite PS4 being a hundred and damn near twenty million worldwide, right? So, if it's only the people like us that buy a bunch of this crap, right, and <laughs> uh, we, you know, that we're the ones buying it, then by all means, make it a better unit at a slightly higher price because we're the ones who are going to pay it. It's not your mom walking into a GameStop, you know, looking for a game for little Johnny that's buying PSVR. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that like, who do you, who do you acclimate yourself to? And I, I think that by going the higher route to give the better experience, you know, there's, there's another reason why Apple got big as well. And it's, it's because of that user base. Uh, the people who, line up every single time there's a new phone you might laugh at them 
But those are the people who are buying the tech because they want it for themselves. They yeah. want it because they want to be the first person to experience it. Uh, and then it is also a well-known fact that when someone who doesn't buy that that item interacts with someone who does have it, they are more likely to buy it themselves because Correct. someone else had something good to say about it. That's right. just a straight fact. Um, it's a social media age, too. Even if you don't know the person, the, the fear of missing out and the discussion that automatically generates about that product. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's pivotal for these companies to have these items that are really good in quality while also maintaining a, a decent price for people. Yeah. Because yeah, you can break out into the market and get people who would never buy VR to buy VR, but you really need to hit hard on the people who are going to buy it. Yeah. And I think that's where Sony should concentrate on. Like you said, they need to go for the people who are definitely going to buy it first yeah. and have no problem with a $600 price tag because yeah. I can't see it being any cheaper than that. <laughs> you know? Hey, so what's up? Look, we mentioned VR and it like summoned Asa. I'm going to mention VR every week from now on Asa. So, <laughs> so but here's, here's where the, the pendulum swings the other way now is that you have rumors of Microsoft starting their own VR headset, even though they've not been open about it. So the question goes to you. Do you think it's possible that Microsoft will present their own competitor? No, no I don't. Um, so personally, no. So two th one thing I want to touch on, because Dan uh, touched on it as well, and it goes to your point. Everything that we just talked about around the headset being more expensive, going for the core consumers like us, um, to, to validate that purchase and make it a continual conversation thing into the future, Dan's point was, I believe, Dan, that you have to, they need to invest more in the actual software on the platform because we've seen Sony invest in PSVR software. However, you don't see their AAA studios working on PSVR. And so as PlayStation continues to grow, I think if they're going to be serious with PSVR 2, you've got to invest in the software. Either you've got to get the third parties who are making incredible um, P uh VR software already on board with PSVR and let them into that ecosystem if they're PC only today, or you've got to dedicate some of your top tier developers to make software that makes people want to buy it. Um, because I, there's no game on PSVR, maybe there's no game anywhere else in VR, but like a Half-Life Alex, people are buying headsets to play Half-Life Alex. Um, now, if you, if you had Naughty Dog or Sony Santa Monica or whatever, build this AAA VR game, you could create a game where people are like, holy shit, I got to play that. You know what I mean? And you can only play it on PSVR. Um, then, then you've got a conversation point. And, and I think that's where Sony's at that standstill. It's like, do we keep Naughty Dog from like making a VR game? But they also don't give them the chance to make one. So that's what I mean. Yeah. You've got yeah, to grow this. You've got to invest in it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You have to invest in it somehow. You have to have the balance work out because Naughty Dog also takes years to make a single game. So, <laughs> yeah. And there's good reason behind it. But it, it's like, yeah, do you pull them away from making The Last of Us 3 or do you have them make a VR game? So you you got to do, yeah. do both. Yeah. It's, it's a big thing. Yeah. So good point here. Insomniac made some of the best Oculus games. There you go. There you go. I knew Ace would know. See, um, mm -hmm. I know he's invested big into VR. Now to your other point about Xbox. Um, so I, I'm only going on what has been said 
because I know Phil has been asked that question a few times and, you know, he may obviously just be holding out until they build their own. But my thing, the thing he said previously on this, which I think makes the most sense and I do believe it personally, is that the Xbox ecosystem obviously now runs on Windows, right? Series X runs on a version of Windows 10 and you already have all these other third-party companies making VR headsets for Windows-based PCs, right? So it, to him, it was like, if we move into the VR space, what we're more likely to do is allow that software that already works in their PC ecosystem today on Xbox, and then you just buy the headset that you want to play on your Series X. That way you have, you already go from zero options to say, I'm just gonna make up a number, say five, rather than having to buy a specific Xbox VR headset which would cost them hundreds of millions of dollars of development time and effort, right? Yeah. So why, why would you go out and develop your own, which they make may make mistakes on, you're locked into a specific headset then, when you can just open the ecosystem up to people that are already doing it better. So if Series X gets VR, that's the direction I think they'll go. Personally. You know, I, yeah, I did, actually, I didn't even hear about that whole part. <laughs> oh yeah, he said that yeah. last year in an interview when someone asked him about VR. He said, "I I don't see us moving into a dedicated VR space when exactly what I just said when there's yeah. already third party companies on PC on Windows making great products. That's the direction we're likely to go." And I, in this case, I believe him. <laughs> you know, it makes sense because people are now hacking the Series S to pretty much run as a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, so this which is awesome, me. by the way. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> Did you see the Metroid, the guy running Metroid Prime in 4K? No. The GameCube, GameCube Metroid <laughs> Prime. He had a Series X running Metroid Prime in 4K. I was like, this is amazing. I got to look at that. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, anyway, Dan, anything else to add there, man? Nope. All right, sir. No, no, um, well, one more note on PlayStation is, uh, you know, it kind of went by the wayside because it came late. It was like not even a big announcement, um, but that PlayStation acquired Evo. Uh, if you don't know what Evo is, it's the biggest fighting game championship in the world. Uh, it is a big esports event. Um, and they acquired basically that entire structure of Evo, uh, which was weird, but it happened. Um, it's back this year, by the way, August 6th to 8th and 13th to 15th. And I just wanted to bring this up because, you know, esports are another area of gaming that are growing year over year. Um, I think the pandemic impacted that a little bit with live events, obviously. But regardless, it's something that continues to grow. Uh, looking back at um, looking back at Evo, they were growing at a rate of about 25 percent year over year. So if you look at 2017 to 18 to, to uh, 19, um, you know, they're growing about 25 percent year over year. So this is kind of interesting. Um, because PlayStation was always already a big supporter here. The console games that were in the tournament were run on PlayStations. And remember that Street Fighter 4, 5, not 4, Street Fighter 5 uh, was exclusive to PlayStation previously, right? So um, they were already kind of big in this regard. But uh, I don't know. This is a an interesting play. I don't really know what to think of this because I, I don't, you know, of all the things I kind of, research on gaming evo and the fighting game championships not one of the big ones so but this was this was interesting if nothing else i think uh urban khan one of the uh I, I, he's he's out there i can't remember which he's a he's a journalist but i can't remember from where i think he said the best is that sony gave the card to someone and when the guy came back to give the card back they're like oh who'd you buy oh evo and you're like what <laughs> like 
that was the purchase you made? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, did you see Jeff Grubb where he's like, Jim Ryan was yelling out the doors, just buy something, anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a crazy big fighter gamer. Um, so uh, cool. Yeah. Thumbs up. I guess we'll see what comes of this. It's the only thing to really say. Yeah. Because I know, Dan, you probably don't have a lot to add here. No. I, I didn't even know what Evo was until, <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> it was on there. I was like, what, what is Evo? I didn't now, know they in bought the, it. In the Smash Brothers, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat um, communities, Evo is huge. I mean, Evo is the biggest fighting game championship in the world every year. So, I mean, for those communities, it's a very big thing. To win Evo is a... Uh, makes you automatically famous uh one oh, of those yeah. tournaments so um yeah it's a big thing i just don't know i don't know enough about it to talk intelligently around what the potential of this could be and so we won't waste our time i just wanted to mention it i, I i'm just I'm, I'm just expecting more sony flags all over the place you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it playstation banners sponsored yeah. you know run by playstation whatever yeah exactly um so before we get to what we're currently playing i do have a rant today Ooh. yeah it's been a while, and I want to share this because it annoyed me, which is weird because this stuff doesn't usually annoy me because I tend to be, we're going to keep politics out of this, but tend to be more progressive. I'm open-minded, you know, whatever. So I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> whatever. this. Whatever. Progressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like me, man. Mortal Kombat movie. When they showed it previously, they showed a guy who kind of looked like Johnny Cage, but he wasn't Johnny Cage. And people like me who love Mortal Kombat, I was talking with some others. Elu's one of them, a big Mortal Kombat fan. It's like, where's uh, where's Johnny Cage? Like, he's a core. Cole, yeah. So I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. So Johnny Cage is, if you don't know Mortal Kombat, for the listeners, he's a core character to Mortal Kombat. He's one of the seven characters from the first game. He's a core character in the first movie, or movies. Um, He's literally one of the main characters of all of Mortal Kombat's universe. So when asked why he wasn't in the recent poster, the response was given that Johnny Cage is not in the movie at all. And the reason why he's not in the movie at all, and this I'm not making this up because I'm about to put it on the screen if you're watching this live with us, is because he's a white male. Um, which is oh, very did. bizarre he's, to me. So. Well, here you go. I'm putting it up right now, and I'll read it for the listeners. The producer Todd Garner, in an interview with Inverse, explained why filmmakers decided to create a new character while removing one of the original eight. Uh, I said seven. I thought it was seven. I didn't think it was eight to start with. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. The character of Johnny Cage is an arrogant action movie star. We know. We know he's Sonya Blade's husband, all that jazz. He said, quote, I feel like if I was getting to make a movie with with a diverse cast, it felt weird to have a white actor, literally Johnny Cage, be the hero of the story. He added that these com- these discussions took place years ago, uh, seven years way before Black Lives Matter or other movements. He pushes for diversity among Hollywood. Uh, so the response instead was to create Cole Young as a character who is, um, let me get rid of this damn banner, I'm sorry, there you go, who was a response to the unsavory idea of a white character being the hero who saves everyone. So, 
Now, here's why this made me mad. So allow me a second here. I gotta mute myself. <laughs> As I said, right? All these other outrage things about diversity and progression. Like I'm on board with all that. Like I absolutely do think it should be diverse, and I, I'm very conscious of these things uh, across all these arguments that go on online. But this one really struck me weird because two reasons. Well, many reasons actually. One, Mortal Kombat is already about as diverse as you can effing get. I mean, literally, we're talking about a magical realm with people from all around the world, including a different realm, that are acted as, or by, excuse me, and represented from people literally worldwide. Second of all, there's nothing saying, the story they're writing for the movie, there's nothing saying in Mortal Kombat story that Johnny Cage has to be the hero that saves everyone. Where does that even come from? That's not even what happens in the damn game to begin with. Johnny Cage is not that person. Liu Kang is usually that person who, by the way, if you couldn't tell, is not a white guy. Um, or unsavory. Or unsavory. <laughs> <laughs> so I could go on and on about this, but why in the hell do you think removing a literal core character to Mortal Kombat because he's a white guy makes your movie any better when you already have like 20 other characters in the game or in the movie, excuse me, that can play a bigger role than Johnny Cage to begin with who aren't white or whatever you want them to be, but you created someone who's never been in the game and then and then uh, cast an, a I believe, Asian, I forget where exactly he's from, but an Asian guy to play him so that you didn't have a white Johnny Cage. I, I don't get it, guys. This is one of those where like I, I just don't get it. This just kind of shows me the level of ignorance that someone can have in a sense of creativity. <laughs> like you, you could just write him as he is a, a joke. You know, that's the whole it. funny thing about Johnny yeah. Cage. He's literally the humor aspect of Mortal Kombat. That's what he's there for. You could have had him play, get Ryan Reynolds to play him or some shit. And and to be done, and <laughs> be done. There you go. You could have had him die in the first scene and just be like, okay, whatever, we got him. <laughs> but like, it just kind of shows, like, oh, he's he's the white guy, so he has to be the hero. Is that your perception on, yeah. on race? Like, and, and that scares me because that means the producer doesn't even know the damn game that he's making a movie of because Johnny yeah. Cage isn't the hero. Like, I, I'm I'm all down with the the progressive stuff myself. Uh, you know, um, it's it just something, something like this just. It doesn't sit right because it, I don't I person I don't care about my own representation, quote unquote. But like it's just the excuse that you give is like, oh, oh, because he, he's the hero. It's kind of like, yeah, oh man, no, that's not how that goes. No, you're um, missing it. Yeah. 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 It's just I, I don't know, man. I was so like, excited for this movie. We literally have a watch party planned with some of the people in chat. We're gonna all watch it like start at the same time on HBO Max and be in a party chat and watch it. And, you know, I've talked about Mortal Kombat. I got a long history with that game and I love it. Um, and I'm just like, this, this is, it's a, you're doing something that you think is the right thing. And you're so far disconnected from what the actual right thing is. You don't even realize it. Uh, and in the process, you're hurting the IP, which is bizarre to me. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, who did uh, Us. He did um, yeah. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, yes. Great actor, great great producer, great director. And he's come out and said that he's only good at big films that star black actors. Yeah. And that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Because Fine. 
That's great. what he is. Yeah, great, great. You know why? Because they're his movies. They're his IPs. It's what he wants to make. By all means, do yeah, it. And, and he's related to yeah. he's, he's he's relating to the concepts that yeah. behind that fuels it. So like that's fine, of course. Like do it. But something like this, where it's like your your reasoning is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That's what yeah, I it's like. the reasoning. That's the thing. So, but it was funny because we did. Some of us noticed this. We saw the trailer and we saw the uh, the movie poster, and I was like, the guy, the guy, what's his name, Cole? They're showing it. I'm like, I don't think that's Johnny Cage. Like, where is Johnny Cage in this? And sure enough, someone asked, and that's what he said. Yeah, I don't know, Dan. Anything on this? I, I don't even have to say anymore. I kind of hope he just gets his own movie at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, people are like, what are we doing? We're going to oh, wait for man. the Snyder Cut. That sounds yeah. very unsavory. Yeah, I mean, it would be because Johnny Cage, is, I've never played a Mortal Kombat game where I went, yeah, he's the main hero. It's always been Liu Kang. Yeah. yeah. Johnny you know? Cage and, is not the main hero. That's the point. Like, it, or whoever you play as, or whatever it is, you know, I mean, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my well, life. And, and, you know, Scorpion is really the face of the franchise. And then, of sure. course, Sub Zero is his antithesis, right? So, yeah, I mean, the, like, the point remains Cage isn't even the face of the franchise. For God's sakes, his, his signature move is a goddamn ball punch. Like, yeah. he's, the, he's the joke. He's the funny guy. Like, I mean, was Kano too many? Like, is that like we hit our limit, guys? That's the only white person, but he's Australian. So maybe that. I don't understand. That, that goes I'm, over better. I'm the same way as you guys. I'm 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 progressive as hell. I just it's just you get to the point where it's just like Jesus Christ, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's too much. And like and this this is one of those examples. Like I don't even care anymore. You're making me not like this because you just continue <laughs> to pound it into my face. I, I like nobody ever thought like okay, well, Johnny Cage is in it. He's been replaced by this guy. Oh, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Like that would have been it. But but you come out and say that, and then you're gonna you're gonna lose half of your fucking audience because they're probably, you know, like fucking out down there, like I don't watch this damn game no more or, you know, whatever it is. I just, I just don't understand it. Just leave it out. Frank Cage isn't in it. Okay. Okay. I I, I wouldn't have been okay with that either, but the point, I get the point you're making. Yes. Yeah. I I feel, I feel like this interview was like given on the street. Like they surprised him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, white people are are heroes. The the PR ref saw this interview and he's like, Oh God. Oh no. (laughs) I I I mean, are you sure it's not fake? No, no, no. Inverse shared that. That's it's a very well known site. Yes. Mm. Never heard of him. My yep. God, this is where we're at, man. By the way, at least at least we all agree Sub Zero is the best. Facts, sure. we know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I had to get that off my chest. I saw it this morning. Shared it with the group I normally talk with, and we were all like, "Wait a minute, what?" So I just, yeah, I had to bring that up. All right, currently playing. Uh, I'm going to talk about Prey. So you guys let me know when I want to do this. But first, Steve, what you been up to, man? Uh, playing Destiny two a lot. Playing some <laughs> WoW. Uh, I just got through the division on nice. both PS5 and PC to, to see that. Got a new okay. monitor, so that's that's my whole thing. You got I'm the 165 of, hertz now, right? Oh, so, dude, makes such a difference! Such a difference! Yeah, it, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> um, although it's amazing because it, it connects up with a uh, DisplayPort technology, so it's like yes. it, it's such a weird technology compared to HDMI. Because yep. now anything HDMI besides like a really high end, nice 4K TV just looks weird or washed out to me now. Mm. And I don't know why. 
So I'll give you playing around with that a little bit. And that's, that's what I've been up to. Nice, man. What, um, uh, damn, what was I going to say in destiny too. So I stopped playing it a few months ago. Now I know they had the new season come out. Mm -hmm. Um, you just grinding away in that something you're working on specifically. I am. I did my first destiny Two raid with, uh, my clan, which is great. Uh, so we did an old, old raid. So that's kind of what got me into the lore aspect. Uh, so I've been doing that, but chasing some exotics. I just got the lament exotic, which is an awesome sword. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Is that the one with the saw on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I got that. Well, you rev it up. To yeah, doing like super it's powerful. so cool looking. It's basically, yeah. like a lancer sword. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's it's a really awesome weapon, and I'm I'm just trying to get all these exotics I've missed out on before. Okay. Trying to experience the story elements and get a little bit deeper, uh, because I've been I've been going to the gym now, and I watch these war videos, and oh, I'm kind cool. of like been getting more into it and stuff. So. That, that's kind of what I've been doing. That's awesome, man. And do you play uh, Modern WoW or WoW Classic? And if that sounds stupid, I don't know because I don't know. No, WoW, so. no that's not. Um, I have been playing Retail WoW, uh, getting ready for the new expansion stuff coming up. Okay. Is, uh, that, the, is that the name it goes by, Retail WoW? Yeah. Uh, so there's Retail and there's Classic. So that's how they okay. differentiate. I learned something today. Yeah. Um, where, like, you know, we got the uh, Burning Crusade coming out for Classic, which is yeah. which is cool. But for my classes that I, I like to play, it's like meh. So okay. I'm kind of like I'm gonna hold off until. Gotcha. It's it, it just I don't have time for Classic anymore. I used to when Classic was re- regular when Classic was retail, but now I just I don't have time to manually find parties. I don't have time to get read groups together. Yeah, you, you can spend three hours just getting a group together. Yeah, and that's yeah. my entire time. That I get a day to play. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm out of it. I'm out of gotcha. it. Uh, Jean Marc says, My wife is upset that Johnny Cage is not in the movie. I don't know if that's sarcasm or not, but either way, I agree with her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hassan, by the way, says, My name is Bife, has blown away with Destiny Lore. Yep. That's okay. what I watch. That's what I watch. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Dan, what you been up to, man? I know you said a few things. Uh, you were playing Prey as well. What else yeah. has been going on? Yeah, I mean, just the norm. I guess I, I'm kind of, I just jump around anymore. Uh, I got into Sea of Thieves yesterday. Actually, it was one of my best, and this was with Craig, uh, one of my best uh, voyages, I guess, that I've had in a long time. And then okay. we got server migrated and everything went to shit like really, really fast. Oh, so you had a really good voyage. You got server migrated. And then on that new server, it was crap. It was garbage. Yeah. So we enjoyed it while we could. And it was actually a pretty long time. Um, I'm going to go out and say it. PVE servers, please just put them out there. I know you, you've said it a hundred times that you're not going to do it rare, but it literally would take nothing away from everybody else, except people would have to work to get their treasure as opposed to just use their, you know, superior skill and kill us old guys and young, young people. You know, I'm sorry. You know, oh, we got to go dig up treasure. That sounds like a lot of work. Can't do that. You know what? Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Lily white ass kiss it i'm so tired of that garbage that's the worst part like i understand it's a pve bp game totally get that you know what no problem however with that being said what, what's it gonna hurt if it takes away all the you know the pvp interaction you know then you're a fucking loser anyway that's it because if that's all you do and you go on there and you just grief people and steal all their shit because you know, and then you're like, <laughs> you know, and then you hear those stupid things over the mic. 
I don't want to talk to you. All right. <laughs> I have zero interest in seeing, like, I literally, I know it. it I, I go full Karen on those guys and, like, go on report, block, all that garbage, you know, for whatever it is. I mean, I saw somebody 100%. Like I was look, I was watching. I was like, "How are they firing that cannon so fast?" I don't understand this. I was, I'm so, so, I was just gonna so say that both things. I didn't know if Luke was still in the chat because Luke, I know, plays with Joe and um, a few, a couple others. I've played with them a bunch, and uh, yeah, he says, "I always say thank you when old people and kids gather my treasure for." That's exactly Ooh. it. Yeah, I mean, you why? I mean, it's no fun. <laughs> then go go do that for somebody else. Go go do it for somebody your own age. You know, let me let me enjoy my time with my you know slow friend that you know can't even put up a sale. So I just want to I just want to <laughs> I'm I'm already like handicapping myself playing with him. So it, it I'm, I'm trying to just you know put some PVEs servers in. That's all I'm asking. It's not so it's been, it's been three years. I know the the calls for PVE have grown over time. Yes. What, what's your guys' bet they ever actually do it? I I don't think it will be as detrimental to the game as a no, whole. No, that's not what I'm asking. I know. I, do I think they'll do it? I think zero percent chance. <laughs> that's what Steve said too. Zero. I don't think they will either. I think they've kind of <laughs> they've no. said their piece, and the game continues to grow. Uh, three years. I think they're. I don't think they're going to do it. They have PVE servers specifically for like twitch streamers and stuff they have them available right oh do like, they I didn't yeah know like you can you can it's for these streamers that go in and create this world and then they can i guess invite people in and you know for their followers or whatever it's just i don't understand and then they're like okay yeah, you can have pve servers but you don't get the progression as everybody else does like what does my progression have to do with your progression except you don't get to steal my progression that's it all right because some of us degrade in age, right? We go down. Our skill set is not as good as it used to be. All right. And it's not like Sea of Thieves is like this wonderfully mechanical game. It's not. All right. It's halfway. The, 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 That's a fair point. It, fair it's point. so like this when you try to hit stuff with a sword, it's so random sometimes. It's just like, what? Where's the hitboxes on this stupid ass thing? I don't understand it. So, I mean, just. Just give me a PVE server. I would jump in there with Luke. We could just go do whatever the Luke hell you agree. want to do. Luke agrees. You'd be you'd be a much better asset to Luke's crew than I would because I'm always just like standing there looking at the water. I don't yeah, know I mean, what I'm doing in that game. By the way, Walt says uh, Dan that he likes Metamucil and AARP as well. Yeah, I mean I love it, man. <laughs> I got a box of it sitting over there. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I just want you know, a nice peaceful time one time. That's all I want, you know, yeah. and, and, and I was fine most of the day yesterday. We were, you know, I kind of discovered like what the Reaper stuff is. Cause I hadn't even seen that before. I was okay. like, Oh, this is all great. And then all of a sudden server migration, I'm like, Oh, you know, and then I'm almost, I'm talking within five minutes. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. like, you can see, it's like I had a target on my back because <laughs> I see a, a brigantine coming from over here. I see a sloop over here behind me is a freaking galleon. And I'm like, they're just bearing down on me. What did I do? You know, I, how do they even know I'm here? And and I was just like, man, this is this is where we're at. And so I just scuttled the ship, told them to go fuck themselves. And <laughs> it was, it's so it's so unfun. And yeah, I'm glad I hit Pirate Legend when I did. I'm just yeah, I was gonna say I you hit Legend a long time ago. You have an article from like 2019 yeah. about hitting Pirate Legend. Yeah, I, I'm glad I did because I don't think I'd have the patience. Yeah. By the way, a uh, little update: John Mark said no. He said for real. My wife is upset that Johnny Cafe. I know what you mean. Cage is not in it, and she's praying Katana isn't it. Yeah, hopefully Katana isn't it. She's awesome. 
Well, see, um, I mean, going back to that, you know, you know that guy produced Paul Blart Mall Cop. I mean, he loses all credibility immediately <laughs> with me. So gone. Like, I mean, sorry, Todd, or whatever the hell your name is. But you know what? You did one and two. Yeah, how do you oh, make two? He thought, he thought it was so good it needed a sequel. Right. Oh. I mean, so sorry. I'm really not worried about what you have to say about, you know, right. unsavoriness. <laughs> Let's talk and about also, also oh, Avengers. Right. I've been playing Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we covered Avengers enough. We don't have to yeah. stay on that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Prey. How good? So I've seen people being with this. Look, I'm already stumbling over my thoughts. Mm. Prey came out 2017, launched on Xbox uh, and PS4. It was never updated for the well. It was wasn't updated for the One X at the time. Only the PS4 Pro. So the Xbox One version ran pretty poor. Series X now takes the One X resolution boost that it eventually got. And now does the FPS boost, which doubles the frame rate, locks it at 60. And it has HDR with the auto HDR. And I'm telling you, it's like a brand new freaking game. It's unbelievable, the improvement. I started a stream like a couple months ago on my PC. And my PC is a pretty powerful PC. Um, but the controller compatibility is really screwed up on it. And so I did one episode and I'm like, I'll just come back to this later. Um, but anyway, I bring that up because seriously, it runs better and looks better on the Series X now than my PC. Uh, and remember that the FPS boost and the auto HDR are just software. It's just Xbox software improving the game. It's not anything Bethesda did or Arkane did. So I don't know about you, Dan. I'm literally addicted to Prey again. I've been playing it every free chance I get right now. I'm already like halfway through it again from the beginning. Yeah, yeah awesome. I'm, I'm, that's probably where I'm at. I think I, I paused it for a minute to you know check out the updates and stuff, but I'm still playing probably a couple hours a day. And just going it's back, and it's so good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at. Gosh, I don't even know where I'm at. I just uh, came out of cold storage. That's about where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. that because I, I, I got it when I got the headset and I tried it out. I was in, uh, I was near Alex's apartment. Yeah, Alberita. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> I remember the first thing I did, and I, as I went into one of those lifts, right. And like I had not adjusted anything, and the bass was so strong oh, on those things, yeah, and like yeah, it's yeah. just like, Burr. I'm like, what in the hell did I just put my head in a tuba? <laughs> so, so I was just like, what? You know, that was not probably the best, you know, first impression. But I'm a little bit farther now, obviously. So it's just, it's hard to if you haven't played on it or, or seen it yet. It's hard to overstate how impressive the FPS boost and auto HDR is. It, it's it's Again, for being free, you don't even have to do anything. I've reinstalled Prey, and it's already checked. You can go to the game compatibility. It was already checked. FPS boost, auto HDR on. You just load it up, and it just works. It's freaking incredible. There's no patch. You don't download anything. It's I, I don't know. They're wizards over there, man. They're wizards, Harry. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's amazing. Like uh, I also went back and tried Fallout 4. Um, because I never really got very far. I don't like the settlement building aspect of that game. That's neither here nor there, but um, try that. It's Again, looks like a brand new freaking game. It, it's so night and day compared to how that game ran just a couple of years ago. It's unbelievable. Um, so any of those games that got boosted, Fallout uh, 4, 76, uh, Prey, what else, Skyrim. I see a lot of people playing Skyrim again for the 20th time. Um, check them out on the Series X or Series S because it's it's massively impressive. Yeah, it looks really, really good. 60 FPS is where it's at. I will you'll ride that train until it crashes. 
I, I still feel like that's what they should have focused last or last uh, the mid gen refresh. I think they went with 4K because that was the new thing where you know, TV it, technology was going. Right, but yeah. you know, if you're there, I mean, my my TV's getting to the point now where it's you know it's still got 60 FPS. It's three years old, I think. So yeah. I mean, it, it's that is where it's at. I mean, it makes such a humongous difference. Yeah, you know, much I more that so than resolution. I think, and and yeah, that's important for sure. You don't want to drop to like you know 480, but you know 1080, right. 60. We already talked about the switch. Let it yeah. go. Snyder cut. <laughs> you know, in four three. You know, it, they they've done a really good job, and, and not having to deal with you know any kind of thing. It's just, it's just they just give it to you for free. There's a toggle for it. If you don't like it for some reason, then you're, you know, a bad person. Um, it's, you know, I tried Fallout 4 as well. That that one, I think, was I was less impressed with, but it still looks really, really good. It, it's you because know. Prey has that because it's Prey, enclosed environment where it can shine more, whereas Fallout right. 4 is an older open world engine. But the improvement right. compared to what Fallout 4 was like, it's still night and day. Oh, yeah. That, that, that Fallout 4 never, it wasn't never a, you know, a FPS or resolution thing. It was, uh, will this work if I walk <laughs> through this door? And will my settlement explode? That was more of the thing for me. It was, you know, yeah. let's see how far I can push this before this game crashes. And that's what I did. And I, you know, that did a pretty good job at it. Yeah, I just finished a couple days ago. It's so damn good. You have a lot of freedom of choice, including accidentally killing all the NPCs I meet. Yeah, you can do that too. Walt says, I don't know where you got this. You guys are selling me on prayer. A friend of mine said it was one of the worst games you ever played, so that turned me off. You're painting a different picture. So, like, if you played Bioshock, System Shock 2, mm. if you like that game, you will love this it's game. It's literally, yeah, I mean, it. it every is so, inspiration of Prey is from those games. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's yeah. why I, I think I liked it so much, because I was like, hey, this is like a modern System Shock, you know, but with Smart. a better story and, you know, Visuals, obviously updated stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it has so much... The thing that's really impressing me, by the way, Walt, I don't know who that friend is, but remove him from your life. You don't. <laughs> need him that's um, um, the it's thing my that I think really impressed me to that point, Dan, is you know, Bioshock One is on the pedestal. It's legendary. Right. It's never coming off. It's up there for a number of reasons. But there, are, there are things in Prey that really impressed me even beyond. You know, like some of the uh, Typhon abilities you can do, and and the level design on how literally I was in this. Uh, I forget the area right now, but I was like, oh, I think I can get up there. And I got like eight levels above the floor, right? To where I was in the insulation of the level, which allowed me to walk to an entirely different part of the space station through a door that I couldn't get through. Um, and then I was literally up there like a sniper shooting like way down <laughs> on these enemies down below me. And what's so impressive about that, right, from a game design perspective, is that entire space station that you're on, Talos, is designed like a real thing. So it's not like you're just in a room and then behind the wall is nothing, right? Literally all the insulation and the walls, and you can just kind of navigate around the space station. It's just incredible, man. It's really, really incredible. That, yeah. that game deserves so much more recognition than it got. Um, and I, I love seeing more people experience it now because, uh, you know, it deserves it. So. Anyway, let me, uh, do you want to touch on the Xbox headset at all? I know, Dan, your video's out there on the YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, got it here. I mean, do you want to give some quick comments on it? I saw. Just, here, here's the thing. The bottom line of with it is just, it. if you are a humongous audiophile, this is not going to be the headset for you. It doesn't do anything better than, like, other headsets, but it does them so 
like above average, <laughs> like everything. And the Bluetooth is insane for 33 or for, for a hundred bucks. That's the crazy part of the whole thing. It's what you get for the price yeah. is the thing. You know, you're going to find better uh, audio in steel series. You're going to find better comfortability in something, maybe like an Astro or something. You're going to find better mic stuff in a lucid sound. You know, you're going to find all this stuff better. You're not going to find everything for this cheap ever. And so if you can get your hands on one, for sure, grab it if you're an Xbox only player because you can't play it on the PS5 uh, or PC, or either one of those. PC, yeah, right. Now, I'm assuming if you're a PC player, you're probably going to want something a little bit more high end. But <laughs> if, I mean, if you're, if maybe not, I mean, if you, if you want like, like the top of the line stuff, this is probably not it. But if you're hurting for money, 100 bucks, that's, I mean, you, it, it's like a no brainer. So, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I don't know if Matt's still in the chat, but Matt is a big audiophile, bigger Huge than audio me. Guy. Um, yeah, I mean, gigantic audio guy. And he said the audio quality is straight audio quality, not game, but just yeah. audio quality is not the best. And I noticed right away, too, because I'm an, I'm an audio guy. And, like, when I was listening to stuff, I was like, yeah, I switched back. I have these little speakers. They're expensive speakers for my PC. Night and day. The speaker sounds so much better. Yeah. Um, but to your point, all the features it has – and everything it does, especially being native too, I think that's important. And you call that out in your video. The fact that because it's Xbox, you you get the Xbox accessories app. You have an equalizer right there. You have all these settings right there. Yeah. Um, it just makes it the simplicity of it, the ease of it, and everything it does for hundred bucks is a hell of a package. You know, gaming gentleman asked how I compare. There is zero comparison because the PS5 headset, the Pulse, was it was just bad. Right, I haven't. I, mean, I haven't heard good things about it. It, it was. It was kind of like the mic is built in, so it, it it's not a great mic. And it, I mean, the Xbox One suffers from this too. But it, it it was flimsy to me. It was, and the audio quality just wasn't awesome. You know, I you can. My biggest recommendation, like if you're gonna looking for a headset, is get the uh, Steel Series Seven X. Right off the bat, that's my daily driver. You can use it with the PlayStation, even though you won't get the 3D audio necessarily. But it's it's a very it's a very versatile headset, so and it does a lot of things really well. But if you're looking for save 50 bucks and you're on Xbox only, then I don't know if you can do that much better for the price. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Um, by the way. Pompa, I'm really sorry, man. I missed a super chat a while ago because I was so busy ranting about the damn Mortal Kombat thing. Hilarious. Now you gave a five dollar super chat and said, "Why well, let it out, Ain?" So yes, thank you for that. And I only remember that because you just gave another super chat, you generous bastard. Mm. Um, can I have an SG shirt that says, "My head is oddly shaped. I still have a wife, so that's nice." Which <laughs> listen, I, I can't do a video and just not be myself. That's just, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to publish it on the YouTube channel the other day, and I was literally sitting here, right here at the desk, editing it and getting ready. I was just by myself, cracking up, listening to Dan's review of this thing and some of your comments. So, <laughs> yes, definitely worth I'll watching. Check it out it's on our YouTube channel. And by the way, uh, Dan is also doing a follow-up video. To yep. review it and compare it, excuse me, compare it against some other headset options because he has every headset on the planet. Yes. Um, so, which one specifically are you comparing it to, Dan? I'm going to compare it to two Steel Series. I got uh, the Steel Series Seven X. They're a hundred fifty dollar headset. Uh, they released at the same time the consoles did, and I'm also okay. going to compare it to the Steel Series, the, the Arctis Seven X is what Seven X is what yeah. it's called, and then the Steel Series Arctis Ones. <laughs> Which, if you guys remember a little bit 
ago they had a couple of cyberpunk editions of those and they were like 110 bucks uh but the the base set you can get for a hundred dollars actually or less anymore so those are those are going to be the two i compare them to okay um yeah the one those are the ones my sons use okay they're 100 bucks yeah so um yeah look for that video later this week uh, a couple other things to pay attention to is uh, my discussion with Jez from uh, Windows Central um, just went up this week as well. Just a one-on-one chat. Had a really good conversation with him. It was a lot of fun. So uh, please check that out. The feedback I've gotten on those industry perspective chats has been really positive. And uh, I've got more lined up. So uh, check that out. Let me know what you think. And then uh, we launched the Good in Gaming initiative this week, which was really cool. Uh, took kind of a bit to get that going, but that's uh, permanent on our site now. There's some articles that are, are crewing including one from Steve's already up there as well. You can check out, we actually uh, shared a um, a toxicity and content creation video yesterday with uh, a panel that included some pretty big people, um, uh, an Xbox MVP and uh, some popular streamers and stuff as well. So uh, please check that out. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that. A lot more to come. And the Good in Gaming uh, logo has been updated in our store as well. And 100% of the profit of those sales goes to our charity partners. So um, always appreciate that as well. All right. I think that'll wrap us up for today, gentlemen. Long conversation, but very good. Really enjoyed it. Steve, man, it's been fun having you on. We definitely won't make it a uh, <laughs> as uncommon thing anymore. You'll have to have you back sooner rather than later. Of course. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, dude. You want to shout anything out? Um, I got to shout out my D&D podcast called yeah. Copper Piece. Uh, we have been running a whole assortment of different campaigns. I think right now we're in the middle of the Mad Mage thing uh, campaign, uh, and then we're after that we're going to tackle the uh, the Yawning Portal campaign. But it's going to have a, a twist on it compared to what the book has. So it's probably my favorite thing I've ever played in D and D wise. So I'm excited for people to get that and listen to it. So there's that. So where they can where can they find that? Oh, uh, you can find that anywhere. Uh, it's all over the place. <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. You just type in Copper Piece and you'll you'll find it. Copper Piece. Okay, I'll make sure to add it to the show notes as well. Um, so uh, check it out if you love D and D. Awesome, um, Dan. Find you here. Yep. Check out the video. <laughs> check out the headset video and stay tuned for the comparison video yep. coming later this week. Anyway, that was Bitcast One Forty Six. Thank you, everyone, very much. If you enjoy it here, enjoy the show enjoy listening. Please give us a like, please give us a, uh, a sub, share it out. It helps us uh, even on the uh, audio only uh, areas as well. Reviews really help. So thank you so much and uh, take care. We'll see you next week. And as usual, I don't have the outro ready. Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> Peace guys. <laughs>